There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Miltrax Files Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let's introduce, shall we, the members of the posse. Girls, get ready. You know the drill. Sit down, get your fan going, get your mister going, get your big box cleaners and your extra big box of wipes because he is here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hey, baby. Hey. <laughs> what? Hey, hey, Mac, how's it going? <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, all ships at sea, welcome to right. the show. It's going to be a good yes. one tonight. I mean, I think it's going to be kind of funny tonight. The title of tonight's show could be Finding Bigfoot. We finally <laughs> found Bigfoot. But. Yeah, Google that. It's an, yeah, it's, it's an off-air joke, though. So anyway, speaking about jokes, no Coco tonight. Coco's on a secret mission. Sorry. Is he really? He's been, he's been texting me all day. What is Middle-aged he girls. Uh, women. Um, I don't know. I get more stuff from him. When he goes on a secret mission, I, he sends me stuff. It's crazy, yeah. I say right back to him. I say, should you be sending me this stuff? You know, it's unclassified, classified, yeah. your eyes only. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, now they can track him. You know, like, yeah, right, right. we can find him in about 30 minutes with all the stuff he sends us anyway. That voice you just heard. As our national correspondent, Switchblade, Steve Wood. Switchy, how you doing? Up there in Battle Creek, Michigan. It's great to be here with a skeleton crew tonight. Huh. Skeleton crew? Skeleton. Because Coco wasn't here? What are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, usually there's like, like the boxes, you know, being this is Zoom, are filled up with about 20, 25 people. That's, oh, that's, that's true, true, yeah. That's all right. about four boxes. All right. There okay. may be a few surprise guests later on. Really? Right. Do you know something I don't? Maybe. Listen, hang on. It could be Bigfoot. Anyway, it's, it's, he's on the list. Look, our security chief is here tonight, so we have to be good. Willie Club, beautiful Methuen, Massachusetts. Willie, how you doing? Great, Mac. It's uh, good to be here. Good to be with you folks. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to remark on uh, Switch. Switch. That, that ma map he's got on tonight, whatever that is. <laughs> on top of that. Spectacular. No, no path in it. It's nice around the front. Are we talking about the so, hairdo? Uh, <laughs> the hairdo, which yeah, yes, it's okay. Quite a, yeah, yeah, it's not okay. a rug tonight. He it's, obviously spent some money on that. I was going to say it's Tuesday. <laughs> Actually, it is a rug tonight. I it couldn't is. do anything with my hair today, so I just put the rug on. Put the rug on. Good but for it's you. Great, right? Okay. Good. Yeah, it yeah, is. It looks great. like Frank Sinatra, the one he had. Remember that one? <laughs> when he used to remember to put it on. <laughs> oh, Frankie. You know, I, I, I hate it. He he didn't go well. You know what I mean? He went the white tittle way. You know what I mean? He he. Frank Sinatra. He, yes. Yeah. His last concert, he forgot all the words and stuff like that. Well, that happens when you, you know, when you're a big star for a bazillion years. Yeah. Well, when he started singing, "I've got you under my house." It was the theme of old, for the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Speaking of old uh, crooners, how's Tony Bennett doing? Oh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. He's got he's, Alzheimer's, but yeah. he's what a hundred years old, right? Or whatever, right? And he said he's had it for a few years. Right. Still, oh, yeah. He hasn't been forgetting you know, the words. Yet. His, no. His, his wits about him, apparently. He can still sing in a music hall without microphones. You know that? That's really? that's the kind of voice he has. Really? Yep. It's amazing. Um, or he could uh, listen. 
This is definitely, once again, an edition of Beauty and the Beast, because up there in upstate New York, I don't know why, I always have to kind of locate her GPS-wise, our favorite witch, good witch, uh, the very lovely Raven is with us. Raven, how are you doing? Hi. It's so good to be here, as usual. Thank yes. you for Raven. having me. How are you doing, Raven? Well, good I'm to see you. good, Good always. to see you. Good to talk to you. We, um, as they say in the biz, uh, we got a care package from Raven this weekend. I mean, a speedball is what uh, Coco calls <laughs> I think them. she's out to get us. Yeah, not quite that, but dropped off some regional beer, and uh, Juan Juan and I are testing it out tonight. She has to have a security guard to pick up this stuff and deliver it. Right. right. Cross state lines, too. Wow. <clears throat> I know. This stuff should be illegal, but let's press on. So tonight we're going to be talking to, uh, later on tonight we're going to be talking to our good friend Jesse Kwanzi. Uh, he is an Iraqi war veteran, and he runs a podcast called Mud Pie Podcasts. Um, he lives up in Colorado or Wyoming somewhere, up in the great uh, northwest, kind of. Uh, he lives in a, a town so small that the cops call everyone when there's a bear in town to everyone get in the car. <laughs> okay, and um, so he's going to be telling us about a, an interesting guy that he talked to on his podcast a, a few months ago, an abductee, really crazy story. Jesse Kwanzi will be joining us later on. Then we're going to be doing a couple of special reports Um Switchy, you have a uh, fringe report, right? What's it about? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, it's going to be about William Corliss. William Corliss, it, it was known as sort of the modern-day Charles Fort. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, Charles Fort was the guy that uh, uh, wrote the Book of the Damned and Lowe and so forth back around the turn of the last century, mm -hmm. and where he uh, put together all kinds of reports of anomalous phenomena out of scientific journals, things that, that were damned by science. Right. So, uh, and uh, he's, he's, people like even John Keel, who we talk about all the time, uh, described himself as a Fordian after Charles Fort. Yep. And uh, so William Corliss uh, is, is much more recent, but uh, he wrote, uh, he was a scientist. He was a, a, a I, think, I think a physicist and a, and a writer. And he's, I've got about six or eight of his books. They're, they're phenomenal. Cool. Uh, and, but he did the same thing. He even actually used some of the same sources that Charles mm -hmm. Fort did uh, for some of his material. Yeah, nice. But, uh, all kinds of anomalous uh, geology, uh, ancient structures, uh, atmospheric phenomena, uh, auroras, and so forth, mm -hmm. light phenomena. He covered it and he documents it. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's just uh, he was just did a lot of great work. Well, that'll be coming up later on, folks. So why don't we do this? Looking why don't we go to, to Switchy? We've talked to, we've introduced everybody. Uh, Switchy, this is the part of the show that yes. everyone is very interested in. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Now, before you answer. Uh, last week, um, he had a chocolate sundae. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, chocolate sundae for breakfast. Woo. And uh, without a cherry, without a cherry, and we said that was going to be another show. Uh, but <laughs> so, so what can? What, how can you top a chocolate sundae for 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 breakfast? So let's go. Well, it's up I to do you. have a question, Mac. And, and and I don't want to be disrespectful uh -oh. to just the fans at all, but I'm just wondering what uh, what what type of fan looks forward to this part of the show? You know what I mean? The Sunday the Sunday fans. I apologize. The, I, you can you can take that out in post. The, right? fan, the okay. fans that have well, a, switch, uh, food if you were read the if you read the emails, you'd see what kind of fan. Would, oh, uh, okay, then I will. I, I, I There's take a lot it back of that out there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, well, wait a minute. Uh, well, wait a minute. Hold this, me, hold this, uh, Before you morning. tell us, Switchy, before you tell us, so what are you trying to say? Are you saying that um, people. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure that uh, if I were uh, a fan of a radio show, yes. that I would uh, be waiting breathlessly. Uh, to find out what some uh, uh, geriatric had for breakfast. Geriatric? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Wow. Holy cow. Shut up. Hey, listen, Switch, stop picking <laughs> on my friend Switch. middle aged guy. Yeah, but right. I think I was pushing the middle age thing. But when does middle age? I have a question. We're Serious all teenagers. Question. Go ahead. When does middle age begin and end? Why do you ask? Why would you ask? 
One year. Like, I'd like to be called, call myself middle-aged in a geriatric, uh, that, but, but that, that, that. that ship has uh, sailed there, Switchy. I hate to be the one to tell you. <laughs> but, but, All right, so can we, can we get back? That, that ship has sailed. Middle age. Have you had your middle-age crisis yet? Yeah, did you buy a Corvette I don't yet? think so. I, I, I did, but I did everything late in life. Have you, you, know? have you bought I mean, a Corvette? My, uh, <laughs> He's bought a rug. Life. He's bought a rug. Have you bought a Corvette? <laughs> Oh, or how about the new electric no, Ferrari? I'd like Anything? to get a Carmen Ghia again, but I guess they, maybe that would be Carmen Ghia. I, I used to like those. Yeah, uh, Maxwell Smart. I had, had a one Carmen Ghia, man. Sixty-seven anyway. Carmen Ghia, man. Wow. It had wooden bumpers Ma- on it. Maxwell Smart traded in his uh, uh, the Sunbeam Tiger Sunbeam, yeah, for, a Car- uh, for a Carmen Ghia. Yes, I forget what, which uh, season that happened, but I was shocked. Uh, Raven, a good car. If I can just give you a secret message, we have found Bigfoot. Okay, it's official. Twenty-two okay. minutes into the show. Okay, he's I the, have anyway. He's in the backyard. Yeah. Trying I'll to make in. sure the brewery knows. Right. Yes. Tell him. <laughs> it was quick acting. So, uh, Switchy, let's go to you. Yes. Let's now. This better. We we did a big tease here, so you better have like a steak and eggs, like an astronaut breakfast tang. So don't disappoint us. I I, I, I thought about that, and I had a couple of uh, interesting breakfasts uh, earlier in the week and last week. Okay. The last week, but yes. uh, I decided to go with a little bit of fiber. This morning, because oh, I had a Sunday last time. Uh-uh. Yeah. But do you like? Well, I, Metam- are you a Metamucil guy? Is that, is that what we're talking <laughs> no, I, about? I try to avoid that. You know, <laughs> it's kind of a. It, that way, they know you're a geriatric. Even, no, even it's a like it's Raven. Hang, it's Raven. Hang for old people. Yeah. See, we don't. We didn't want to get down this road, Raven. I'm so sorry. I don't know anything about what they're talking I, about. I, I, I'm all but, but about Raven the fiber. All about the fiber, guys. Okay, this so is, this is funny. This better be really good, Swiss. So, what you have for breakfast? Well, well, what I did was again, you know, I, Sunday last time I figured I need to have at least a little bit of fiber. Go ahead. But then I don't want to do something, you know, crazy yes. like uh, I don't know, uh, shredded wheat, or or raisin bran, like or something. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh. Go ahead. oh, oh, god, yeah. <laughs> so I had the old standard. What? Sugar frosted flakes. There you There's go. Be some fiber Tons of fiber somewhere. You bet. It's in there with yeah. all that sugar. That's what I said. Yeah. It's ninety percent, ninety-nine percent sugar, one percent fiber. Oh, two percent milk. Good. Stay healthy. Good for you. Hot black coffee. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. This switching. And, and a heaping bowl too. I didn't skim today. A heaping bowl. A heaping yeah. bowl of sugar frosted flakes. So when you yeah. pour milk on it, overflows the bowl, right? Yeah. It, just, it just splashes. Right no, no, no. You don't, don't put in too much milk in. You'll, you'll destroy. Oh, the, see, that's uh, right. uh, see, that's where you're wrong. You have to put a lot of milk in cereal. These people who unless eat, you eat it as a snack, which uh, right out of the box. Yeah. Well, I mean, years ago, Juan Juan used to bring in family boxes of Frosted Flakes to the show, and we used to eat it out of the box. We did it, uh, right? Remember uh, them? Yep. And, you know, lick our fingers too. Lick our then, fingers. And Can you imagine that? <laughs> anyway. I need to know that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> TMI. So listen. So, um, and well, you do that at parties, right? You get chips, you know, and double dip the chips, or the other lick one? your fingers, and then put, and then grab the book. Bo- oh, Remember bar peanuts? Remember that? Uh, yeah, Bowls of peanuts on the you bar. Don't, you don't want to eat. You any have no idea things. whose fingers were in it before you. You got it. Yep. Yeah. There was some. College. Sometimes a bartender would be cool. He dump it out and fill, fill yeah, it with fresh peanuts. Because he knows. There was some. Some <laughs> college did a study. I can remember it. And they and they like took some bar peanuts and they took uh, mints that people take at the cash register. Yep. And they studied them and they were covered with like you know germs and bacteria and feces. The worst. <laughs> feces. Don't eat any of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> but we did. Uh, yeah. And well, we were, health- you, you we were healthier for it. Well, not me. No. <laughs> Builds up your immunity. It <laughs> does it really? Okay. Yep. Wow. Up a herd immunity. I can you know, walk around with the cows. How tall How tall is Bigfoot? I'm seeing like about a nine foot furry guy right now, right? Uh, it's yeah, I think he's a big boy. He is he's, a big guy. Uh, he's yeah. at least over eight feet. Oh, eight wait. Feet? The beer's 9%, so he's got to be at he's least nine eight feet. Yeah, that's right. That's my math. We should get them for a second. Okay, so anyway, uh, do we know what Switch had for breakfast? What did he have? Let's uh, run a quiz. 
Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. A heap bowl of Frosted Flakes. Okay. This is this is a segment called Have You Been Paying Attention? Have you? <laughs> All right, listen. Why don't we shift over to the next? I thought I was going to say oatmeal. Wow. That's what I have for breakfast. Really? Yeah. With honey in it, by the way. Oh, hey, listen. I'm glad you brought me We're some all into honey. honey. We're all into honey. Yep. The thing about oatmeal is, I love oatmeal in the morning, but there's so much, so many carbs in it, you're hungry like an hour yeah, later. Yeah. That's that, the problem. And then, boom, I'm in farmer's kitchen. Yeah. You're going to eat Eating yeah. pancakes. That's the trouble with, with carbs. But right. anyway, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks House Show, the nutrition segment here on <laughs> NPR. We'll be right back. Okay, listen. We're going to do a bit now, as they say on the show. Uh, Willie Club is a security chief. He's the one who receives all our email, all our fan mail, all our packages. And I hear that there's been an avalanche since the beginning of the year. Willie, correct? Wow. I got to tell you, Mac, there's, uh, I don't know what it is. You know, maybe, you know, just this time of the year, people like to uh, send uh, little notes in. But, okay. Uh, yeah, as you, as you asked, I went through the uh, listener email inbox today. Yes. Uh, a significant amount of items just, just in the last couple of weeks. Sure. But you asked me to look in there to see what the kind of things uh, Raven was getting Raven. as far as from her fans. So right. Yes. I went through that. I, I have to admit there were a lot of them that I would consider a little too friendly. Ooh. Oh, for Raven? Yes. Really, yeah. uh, Can we yeah. study those off yeah, I really uh, couldn't include them in this. Are, are there pictures? <laughs> I was just going to say, are there pictures? <laughs> are, you know, are there videos? Can I, I they hate be? to say it. But but they they have little gestures and things. Oh, and they, that's, yeah, that's just, not right. That's inappropriate. You know, I've got a lot of responsibility to keep this stuff. Right. Uh, Thank you, Club. So, Club, they didn't violate the penal code, did they? Oh, see, <laughs> uh, they, see, see, switchy with that Midwest humor. Okay. So anyway, these are what something like top five fan letters of the past couple months. Yeah. Well, you said try to get about five of them. I had no okay. trouble getting five. Like like I say, the the ones that were very friendly, you were, were firing a. In a, you know, uh, yes. in advance of this. But okay. anyways, let's go through and uh, go. tell you what's, what's going on with okay. our uh, listeners. Okay. Fan letters. So, uh, to the first show. one's Yeah, first one is, uh, Dear Raven, I'm a big fan of yours, and I would like to propose marriage to you. Full disclosure, I'm already married, but I'm a Mormon, so it's cool. Uh, Signed, same. Mitt Romney. Mitt oh. Romney. <laughs> yes. Listening to the show. Interesting. 100%. 100%. She's in. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Next, uh, I guess the next family. you know family. Mitt Romney? She does now. He has like a thousand kids, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's into oh. it. He's yeah. the one club with suspicious hair. No, but it, yes, it's very suspicious. Oh, no, he's he? for real. He was, the former, he was the former governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, invent, it, he invented yeah. Romney care. And didn't he, uh, didn't he put, put his dog on the top of his car? Didn't they go on a vacation yeah. and, they put, and yeah. the dog was dead when they, came, when they got I, home? I don't think it was dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's a, okay. a, a the story had a slightly different okay. ending. All right. Well, well, uh, remember the vacation movie yeah. where they dragged the dog in the back oh. of the car? Was only, yeah. He didn't do that. It was only a couple miles. Okay. All right, let's, why don't we go next one? Next letter, please. Club. Fan letters right. to the show. Uh, again, uh, dear Raven, I don't think you look like Winona Ryder. Mm -mm. I think you look more like Olivia Wilde, and she's hotter. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Mitt Romney. Oh, Mitt Romney. Again. He's not wrong, so <laughs> oh, he's that's okay. Yeah, he's just, he's giving it to me. He's I get it. <laughs> okay. Could be another show. All right. Mitt's got things to do. Well, I, it's... I, it's it's you know it's just unusual some of these things yes. that we don't know for sure that you know we don't want to get ourselves in any trouble with authority so we don't know for no. sure if this is the same Mitt Romney remember right. 
could be. This could be. Uh, it could Mitt be. Romney Hopefully, there are Rock. other Mitt Romneys. Living in a trailer. Or, you know. Yeah, sure. Or Sausalito. Oh. So anyway. I just want to say that up front so we don't uh, have any issues here. Don't get your hopes up, Raven, is what he said. Now, I got another one. Go ahead. Um, this, one, this one is kind of unique, but I, I put it in here because it mentioned uh, Raven's name, but it was to Juan Juan. Uh oh. Uh oh. And it said, uh, Dear Juan Juan, can you get me Raven's autograph? <laughs> Max Mom. Oh, son. Max Mom. Interesting. Well, she's staying in touch. She promised she would. P.S. Loves Coco. Loves Coco. She loves Coco. <laughs> loves Coco. Okay. Interesting. Fan letters to the show. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we got another one here that I thought was appropriate. Go ahead. Uh, dear Raven, last night I dreamed I was sitting in a bar at the uh, Hampton Beach in my new bikini, and you walked dressed in a bright orange flight suit with a crash helmet on. And I said to you, can I buy you a drink? To which you replied, drop dead, sailor. I'm here to meet someone named Coco. <laughs> then I woke up screaming in terror. My shriek said, my shrink said that I should just ignore it. What do you think? Signed Juan Juan. Signed Juan Juan. Again, Juan, I don't know if that's from you, but it's, uh, it seems like <laughs> I've been spurned before. Oh my God. He's used to it. It's yeah. probably spelled W O N W O N. Yeah, that's right. It's the other one. Why? Wow. Okay. Okay. You got to get a real follow of the show to get every point in that story. You know, the the, the bright orange yeah, light suit. Let's dissect that story in uh, little segments. Okay? Should we? All right. Should we now? Mm, later. Later. Okay. Another show. Okay. Had to do with Coco and one of our good, very good friends, Barbara. Worth. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> Well, on we go. Where are we? Where are we here, Club? Towards the end, please. We're on finally. Finally. Okay, here we go. We got one Fine. more. Big uh, yeah. Yeah. fan letters to the um, show. Just so you'll... Yes. Do you want to say something, Mac? I was just going to say this is fan letters to the show that we've got early this year, whatever year it might be. Okay? Because it's a time Yeah, well, show. They're, they're fairly current. Though. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, anyways... And finally, uh, we did. Uh, we received uh, four cease and desist orders since January one, <laughs> and uh, this is a lot of paperwork. Okay. So I can just boil them down for you. Okay. Uh, as of this broadcast date, the host of the Mac Maloney Show shall number one start making fun of Switchy's rug. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No. Listen. Hopefully, for laughter. <laughs> Switches, yeah, we got a lawyer from Switches. We got a letter from Switches' lawyer. So I, I, okay, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, so it was. It was right, there we go. Now, see, see what he's doing here? There he is. It's, it's a classic, you know, like diversion. You know what I mean? Okay, wow. Yeah, you know, it's odd. You know, I, I knew right away that it had a Switch connection. Yes. Because the letterhead, it was a logo of uh, Mothman. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, really trying to hide his, really to hide his tracks, switch. didn't he? That's it. That's Switch, all right. Okay. Wow. Speaking yeah. of uh, Mothman... Nope. This, this sounds is, like this is radio, but you can't see this on uh, Zoom. But this is the most tremendous beer I've ever had in my it life. It is. Yep. Goes down Finding smooth. Bigfoot. Yep. Okay, so uh, so we've had well, other cease and desist. We, we got more of cease and desist. Okay. That was just one. Okay, just one, yep. All right, now the other one, uh, which I understand, we've talked about this. You know, stop calling Victor Wop, Victor Wop, and instead call him Victor, king of all Italians. Right, okay. <laughs> so we can, let's make a note of that, okay? okay. Next time he's on. Victor, king of all Italians. That's okay. a good one to follow. Sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, cease and desist letters to the show. Uh, letter number three. Yes. Stop calling Coco's pig Hammy the Sandwich. Oh, that's... And yeah. an Easter dinner waiting to happen. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's inappropriate. Jesus. It's his pet, for crying out loud. Well, okay. I think bacon is much more... Bacon is much more... Right. 
It's more politically correct. Okay. And his chickens are called eggs. She's bacon and eggs. Uh, I had a wow. roommate in college that yeah. had chickens that were named Nugget and Tofu. Oh, see that? <laughs> I thought it was awful. And they were so cute. And then they, they disappeared. They became Nuggets, yeah. Nugget, yeah. Tofu, I could see, but Nuggets is a little cruel. Yeah, I didn't care oh, for it. All right, here we go. Uh, so are we at the end there, uh, Finally, we've got, we're on number four now, so okay. we're finally getting through this. It's Cease. been difficult. Cease. But uh, last but not least, we got a warning letter from uh, the FCC. Yes, oh, we and love it's those. Reminding yeah. us that in broadcast radio, you can only use the word "prick" as a verb. Remember that. Okay. Think hmm. about it. Hmm. Yeah, write this down. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad someone is. All right. Good. That's okay, I get old, it. That's an old joke. Yes, but yeah. we had to close with something. Uh, we will sweeten that up, and uh, thank you, Club, for <laughs> our security report. How do you we sweeten that, that up? Uh, don't worry, we have ways. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, good to see some of these uh, e emails coming in uh, yes. for Raven. Uh, she's getting quite a following now. Well, who can blame us? So she's got a marriage proposal from a U.S. senator. Mm, That's cool. pretty good. Yes, all right. Alleged, a, a high, alleged, high-ranking senator. Right, he could be living in a trailer somewhere in you know Wyoming or someplace. Yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or upstate New York. Upstate New York. Oh, I hope so. Might be close oh, by. Wouldn't that be the dream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mitt Romney living in a trailer. There's a sitcom, right? He loses all his money. He's like shit's great. He loses all his money. Yeah. He's living in a trailer. Right. Right. Up and uh, he meets Raven. Right. Falls in love. Right and runs for president again. How about that? Huh? And yeah. and Juan Juan could be the, the crazy neighbor. There you go. Oh, you be the crazy yeah. neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. You be the Hunter Thompson yes. of the thing. Yes. <laughs> and then he loses, he and loses. then I dump him. Then you dump him, right? Of course. That's that's season two. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Now that's a good elevator. Pitch that's right reality there. TV. She dumped. <laughs> wow, huh? So listen, why don't we do that? <laughs> Speaking of dumping, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and calm down, regroup. Okay. And we'll be right back. Take after another the, sip. Take another sip. And uh, and um, and we'll be right back. Okay, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. And I just kept going on and on about myself. I'm taking a leak in the driveway. It's just, I know you like to talk to total stranger. The story's got nothing to do with the Bruins game. It's what happened with Grandma. I was wondering if those were sadomasochism straps or something. <laughs> But I digress uh, from what I don't know. Get into the beautiful mind of Juan Juan only on the Mac Maloney Military X-Files show.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Wow, this is Mac Maloney. Uh, what a show we have for you tonight. But let me introduce, if I can, the members of the posse. Uh, girls, get ready. If you're not ready already. Just in alphabetical order. Get ready now. Who knows? Uh, the very famous Wawan is here. Hey, Mac. How's it going? Having a good time so far tonight. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. But it's early yet. It's early yet. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Very just a matter of moments. Right. Um, no Coco tonight. Sorry, MILFs. Yeah. <laughs> he's on a secret mission. Okay. But uh, we hear from him often. When he's not on a secret mission, you never hear from him. You can't get a hold of right. him. And, when, when he's home, you, you, yeah. you hear from him maybe. What's with that? It's, it's weird. Yeah. He's on the mission. He needs company. Is that, is that it? Yeah. It's a solo, but you know. But he has to so. You need the company. Okay. All right. Well, we should next time he's on, well. When he's home, he's got the animals and everything. Oh, that's good. right. Okay. The wife, the animals. Remember, we're not supposed to mention the pig. Cease and desist. Anyway, look. Um, Switchblade Steve Ward is up there in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. Switchy. National correspondent. Switchy. Great, great to be here tonight. Okay. Easy for you to say. Now, let's see. Uh, <laughs> one more. What did he have for breakfast today? Can you remember? Oatmeal. No. <laughs> yes. You I, had oatmeal. I, no. I, I, we pound no, down. What did he have for breakfast? Switchy. Oh. Yeah. He had uh, Rice crisp and uh, <laughs> Frosted Flakes. Oh, wow. Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Wow. They're great. Should we start over? Should we start over? No. Okay. No. Okay. We're good. Okay. All right. All right. Switch. You doing okay, Switchy? I'm beyond wonderful. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get back to that. Our security chief is with us. Willie Club. Willie. Mac, it's great to be with you and the gang. Is it club? Very informative so far tonight. I hope sure we, is. Uh, I hope we continue really? on that huh. path. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. let's, let us know if we go astray, okay? Um, so anyway, speaking of going astray, how else can I say it? Up there in upstate New York. The beauty and the beast is a uh, good friend, Raven. Raven, how are you tonight? I am so good. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. I got my Thank you for being my here. girly low low alcohol beer, uh-huh. and I'm just having a good time. Beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are too. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, everything's yeah. good. Right. Some people have low alcohol beer. Some people have high alcohol beer. Okay. It yeah. balances out. It's, it's yin and yang. It's crazy. It does. It's the yin and the yang. You know. Yin and the yang is right. What was that KBS stuff I had at the? You knew that was like twelve something. Yeah. Before we got thrown out of the thirsty moose. Oh my! I would pass away. No way. They he, serve it too in this little glass, like like a little wine glass. Look, we have a guess. Yes. Yeah, many, many, many of those, though, right? It's like, no, just one. One? Okay. You remember one. Listen, let's get to our guest, okay? Yep. Jesse Kwanzi. Up there in the um, Wyoming, Colorado. Nope, Montana. Montana. Jesse, how you doing? Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. He's the uh, He runs a Good. podcast called Mud <laughs> Pie, okay? And it's about UFOs. It's about all kinds of crazy things, stuff that we do. Okay. Where are you? What state are you in? He said Montana. Montana. Oh, Montana. Okay. <laughs> is it near Wyoming? I don't know. Who cares? It's yeah, why, why don't you write it down, Mac? They're all look, west of the Mississippi. Remember it this way. Remember the Frank yep. Zappa song with the line, moving to Montana soon? Yes. Going to be a dental floss tycoon? Yes. Jesse, where's the dental, dental floss yeah. guy? What's did, that? Did, yeah. did he have the dental floss farm or something uh, that Frank Zappa was talking I about? I don't. I mean, not near us. Okay. It's somewhere. This was a mistake. Listen, don't you don't you live in? <laughs> he a, knows the song. He knows what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I know Frank Zappa. Who who cares about Frank Zappa? I Frank, love him. Oh, both. 
<laughs> Frank Zappa is, you know, one of these guys who Susie wants cream cheese. Uh, who listens to that? <laughs> who listens to it more than once? The guy can play too. Oh come on, play. You know, he's dead now. But you know, True. he's just one of these guys. He was just you know being freaky to be freaky, and you know, you know what I mean. He, he, no one listened to those albums more than like two or three times, and they said, "Who are we listening to this crap for?" So anyway, Jesse, let's get back to you. So um, how have you been? We've talked to you, we talked to you about three or four months ago. What's going on? Anything? No, I've been pretty good. Just trying to survive the winter up here. Okay. Getting some guests together for next year's for our show. And yeah, just kind of plugging right along. Do you have a bad winter up there? Because we we're in New England. We had like no winter at all. Right? We had it was small pretty mellow up until like late winter. And then it got pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, we mentioned earlier that you live in a town that's so small that the cops call you when bears are running around. Yeah, yeah, but they send texts to your phone to make sure you don't go to like campus or to the stores. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Wow. That's cool, anyway. So well, that's the way you get the word out. Maybe they got the uh, the automatic text machine yeah. that texts to all twenty yeah. people that live in the town. Well, yeah, <laughs> I got a text from the cops saying there's a bear around. I wouldn't leave my house. Watch out for the bear. Don't leave your house without a flashlight. Bears are really bad. You know, I've been watching National Geographic for years. You know, when when a a lion catches you or something, if you're an antelope, you know, a cat, he'll grab you by the throat and he'll suffocate you and then you die. And then he eats you. That's a good technique. A bear just rips you apart. Yeah. Yeah, there's no no motion. It may may not eat you. Just, the, just yeah, yeah. Just the ripping was uh, fun for us. And when you see them, they look so cuddly. But boy, if you see them like compared to I'll like have a to show person, you pictures on my phone. They're freaking the, monsters. The bear that lives uh, probably down the stream from me. From, really? And that's why I'm taking in my bird feeders every night too. You've been feeding them. Feeding the bear, they turn yeah. on you. So yep. watch it. Okay. Yep. So anyway, Jesse. So you have this. How long have you had the podcast, Mud Pie Podcast? Uh, we started it last year, late last year. Okay. Um, probably in the fall sometime. So we're running on a couple months and then we're in a short hiatus just to get our guests for the next year going. We mm-hmm. just wanted to do a couple kind of test episodes, see where we were at, where we wanted to focus it. Yes. Um, and we should be back in a month with episodes the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I was on it, wasn't I? Yes. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Where could you possibly have you on again, too? <laughs> now that I remember. Probably it was one. the last show of the season. Huh? Oh, club. Come on. <laughs> really? And then they took the hiatus. Just, just in case. <laughs> do, Jesse, do you have like a, a genuine Jesse, do you have a like a, a general focus of your show? What's the basic theme of your show? Mostly just fringe topics. Anything we say that uh, we call it the house of fringe. So any ah, conversations okay. from the fringe, whether it's alternative history, UFOs, alien, hmm. cryptozoology, paranormal stuff. Hey, that might be copyright infringement on uh-huh. our, uh, you know, Tales from the Fringe. We had switches, a lot of lawyer talk. Switchy's gig. Oh, you have a Tales from the Fringe. There you go. Oh, there you go. Switchy. Contact your intern. Yeah. So, so, but I was looking through some of the podcasts that you have done in the past, and, and when you say you bring fringe people on, you're right. We think we bring fringe people on, but we really don't. But there was this one guy who was on, and I don't know, I, I guess his name caught my eye, and his name was uh, Terry Lovelace. Was that his name? Yeah, Terry Lovelace. No, I hate to, I hate to be like this, episode, but yeah. uh, I'm, uh, I bet the club would agree with me. Terry Lovelace, to me, sounds like a 70s porn star. It, well, we're talking about a male or a female now. <laughs> well, we, we don't know. About? You can't tell. No, yeah, but, we'll see if his mother was Linda. Maybe you know, there you go. Was a his, relationship. Or maybe his sister. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Or his wife. Does she ever have kids? I'll have to ask him next time I talk to him. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> you never know, Jesse. You never know. We'll ask <laughs> So, so Jesse, so how did you? So I saw a little bit of his video. I stopped 
watching because I, I, I really kind of want to learn about him like now and, instead of then. But he's kind of an odd type of guy. How did you get in touch with him? And then we'll tell his story. Right. So someone I had interviewed earlier had mentioned his name. And when I looked him up, uh, he was releasing a book called The Devil's Den, which is kind of where this whole situation or this whole experience happened, the main one. And so I reached out to him a little bit before his book came out and asked if he'd come on and he agreed. And yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. So let's tell his story. I mean, I saw a little bit of his story. He, he, he was someone who was abducted, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So his, he had a lot of experiences, almost paranormal type alien ish experiences from the time he was a small child, all the way up until this main couple of events happened. The big part of his story takes place when he's serving in the Air Force and him and a friend go to this place called the Devil's Plateau or Devil's Den Plateau. Uh, it's out in, I think, like the Arkansas area, those mountains back there, kind of in the same area where there's a lot of those missing 411 cases in that yes. area. Uh, yes. And so there's this big giant plateau up there. And so him and his buddy, who's also in the Air Force, go up there to this plateau to go camping. And then they have this experience with these lights and they what they believe got abducted but they have a part of their memory is missing they woke wow. up with like, burns on their bodies and in different locations on the place they saw oh. this craft and then kind of like going back he he went to go tell the people that he worked with in the air force he had a lot of issues talking about that at that time in the air force with the people that he was with so they kind of just brushed him off that whole thing but i think i'm trying to remember if i get the order right i think mm -hmm. he started feeling this like weird pain in his knee mm -hmm. and so like shortly after the experience, this main one, he went to the doctor and they did uh, x-ray imaging. And so on the podcast, I show a picture of a couple of the x-rays and there's this two spots in his body, like ones in his knee where there's like this weird material that's in like this flower pattern mm -hmm. underneath the skin and the doctors didn't really know what it was. And then there's a second one where there's this uh, small rectangular object that you can see like very clearly on the x-rays with two straight lines coming down from it. And he had been working for like 15 years to try to find a doctor to take this out. And no doctor would touch it because they didn't know what it was. Right. They thought it was something they, they kept using the term like wires or whatever coming down from it. And then he finally found a doctor in Mexico that would take it out. Uh, and then something, some situation happened. He wasn't able to go to Mexico. And then he had another experience and then went back to the doctor after the second experience, got a new set of x-rays. And the doctor said it looked like they took the old piece of equipment out and mm -hmm. put in a new, like, sleeker one. So there was a new thing on the x-ray in the same location. They upgraded it. a different them. object <laughs> when that those no doctor 14. wanted to touch. Yeah. Yes. Wow, man, that is and he, weird. And he's had these, like, experiences throughout his life. And after that, had a few more. And he says he's had regular experiences with entities similar to this. Yeah. Throughout his life, a lot it's of people crazy. say that. Yeah, a lot of people say that if they experience it, they experience it. Right. It's not, it's not a one-shot deal. It's no, it's it's, like, it's, it's a lifetime. Let yeah. me ask you though, uh, Jesse, what was his thing with monkeys? Right, he had a little thing with monkeys. He had a little monkey thing going on. Yeah. So that was it. So when he was a child, there was, and he wasn't sure if it was an alien entity, but some of his experiences later on in life make him think back and believe that it was sort of extraterrestrial because they talked as if they were familiar with the situations that were taking place when he was a young kid. But anyway, he's like five or six and these things uh, lived or kept coming to visit him a lot when he was a young child, they yes. would like show up in his room and he'd talk to his parents about it and all this stuff. But he never, he said he never had a sinister vibe from them or anything. Yes. But the only way that he could describe them was like small monkeys, the way that they, moved around Small and monkeys. kind of their like their size and proportions. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and and did he um 
I mean, was, was he afraid of them or was he friends with them? No, he said everything was pretty neutral and comfortable feeling. And he used the word familiar a lot. So hmm. he would see these entities throughout his life. And he said they just felt familiar. Hmm. I think the only time that he started getting like a weird vibe was from the time that he was abducted or that he thinks he was abducted mm -hmm. at the Devil's Plateau. I think that was the first time that it had like a and does he think less than pleasant. Are they connected? Does he think they're connected? You know, the, the divisions of the monkeys and the, and the abduction situation? He thinks, how did he put it? I want to say he believes that he's more open to experiences, so they might not have been the same entities, but okay. he has this, like, relationship with entities or something where it's more common that he experiences them. He does say that they seem to have communicated with each other, but he does feel they were different okay. their See, own separate things we, we talk about this on the show a lot and it's it's a certain people were open to this kind of stuff than other people i'm not i'm yeah. not we, we both wish we were but yeah, we both wish we were but i'm not i yeah. think raven is i think switchy is and i think club is i, I think a certain kind you of know, i i find it really interesting and the thing that gets me is the implants that you talk yeah. about you know that was a big thing a while back you know i think you probably all know whitley streba yes you know, he uh, he had instance where he had uh, those. Now, there was a doctor. I can't recall his name. He was he used to be on Art Bell show for years, but he would attempt to remove those implants. The problem is some of them, after he go in there to try to remove it, they would move. Yeah, there was one in, in his earlobe that, that moved when they took it out. And they're afraid that it was geared to go toward the heart. In oh, other wow. words, so that you can't get at it. Yeah, in the, but, uh, I, you know, that, that implant thing, I, I haven't heard a lot about it of, of late, but, boy, there was quite a time there when a number of people were, uh, so, you know, talking about those implants, and uh, some have been removed. Right. Are they, are uh, they that was Dr. Roger Lear. That yes, was that's Lear. right. Yeah. Thank and you. They even found some that were uh, actually broadcasting on FM frequencies. It was one particular one. <laughs> I'd that see <laughs> that for a, a, a short period of time was, was broadcasting on two FM frequencies. Really? Now, they just below the TV channels. They would have something that would have had a station there. But, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how do you explain that? I mean, who puts, even if it's some kind of high-tech black operation by the government, right. what the hell? On FM radio, right. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 are they, uh, is that what they are? Are they tracking devices? Do they think, you know, if they see people when, they, when these implants, is, is that the purpose, tracking them? So I would feel everything that I've read about them and kind of the reports people have, it would almost seem like they're kind of like tracking, but almost more of like a scientific implant, Okay. maybe sending updates, kind of how we wear whoop watches now, like okay. kind of track all our Moments. individual like personal data. Right. Um, I imagine it's like that because he said he got the feeling it was more being analyzed and studied when he was up there. So Okay. All right, so let me ask you this. So you talked to him, you and your buddy talked to him for, for an hour anyway, right? It was like... Oh man, it was close to three hours, okay. like two oh. and a half hours. So, so you know, was he other than his story? Was he? Oh, was he on the level? Was he an okay guy? Was he? Give it the flight. Yeah, I questioned him a bunch about stuff. I thought, yeah, I was trying to like mm. see if he had weird views on anything else right. or something seemed off, and he He's, just seemed he seems like a very everything. Yeah. He was. So there's no like way he was making it up. Had common. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's making it up. And, and you should go to Jesse's um, uh, webcast, right? How would they go and see this with this guy, Terry Lovelace? He sounds like a. Uh, so if you if you want to see it with the pictures and the interview, you can go to YouTube on Mud Five Podcast, but also okay. the podcast is on iTunes and Google mm -hmm. Play and Spotify and all that. 
Now, the implants, you know, that he has, are they right below the skin where you can see them? So you, he could only see them through x-ray because there weren't any obvious incision marks or anything. But the doctor said that they were clearly not natural things. Uh, they didn't know there weren't big incision marks or anything like that. Yeah. Right. And he didn't remember getting injured in any way, nothing like that. Nothing. So the only injuries that they sustained were like small burn injuries from the burns. Okay. that right. devil's den situation. And I think maybe a little road rash because maybe one got kind of fell or, or seemed like they had fallen or oh kind of dragged or something like that. Wow. So, so well, the thing that got me about this guy is that That's he wild. just seemed like a very, uh, um, there he is back in the bank, a, a very um, normal guy in a way, you know, not, you know, you know what I mean? Normal, if you can say normal. He just didn't seem like he was making it up. But, but yeah, the, he was. The story he told was fantastic, though, in a way, you know. And a part way through his book, and it's great. So yeah, if huh. you do get a chance to check out his book, you should. Yeah. So this whole idea that certain people are you know more open to it than not, you know, Raven, if you had an implant in your body, would you know it? Wouldn't you? I would probably have no idea, but I mean. I'm the type of person that, like, you know, I could be bleeding from my elbow, and I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. I don't need anything. <laughs> really? So I would just yeah. ignore it. <laughs> now, if something comes to me in a dream, yes. Oh, that's a different story. What? Like what? That means something like more what? than more what? than a physical uh, reality thing. You know what I mean? Yes. So this this uh, creature had yeah. implants and knew it was there, or didn't know it was there, or didn't care it was there. Well, he found it on him. How did he find the implant in him, Jesse? How did he find it? So they were doing x-rays because he had those minor burn injuries and he was reporting that some crazy incident had happened and, you know, general just like bruising and stuff. And he thought it maybe had fallen or whatever, but it was just so strange. So he had the doctors do full workups and, you know, in the military, everything's, I mean, medical's free. So it's no big deal to go and just be like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened, but check everything out. And so when they ran that, the x-rays and scans, that's what they found it. Wow. They found Mm -hmm. that on the x-ray. Where on his body were they? Where was it? Specifically. One was on his knee, okay. and I'm okay. trying to think if the other one was in his arm. Okay. So there was one that just didn't, they didn't know what it was. It was like more of a flower shape, almost <laughs> like a weird tissue type of consistency, almost like scar tissue could be, but it was just in a really symmetrical pattern and design. One one um, just, uh, one, yeah, the knee. one one just yeah. handed me a note that said it'd be funny if it was on his ass, right? I don't think that'd be that funny. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> So so wow wow that I see like I say I I think that there are just certain people who would this would happen to and there are just certain people it it just well I've always thought to. the technology has been out there for quite some time yeah, but if but, someone put if someone put but the delivery mechanism I'm uncertain about but but if let's say let's let's just say it's not aliens let's say it's the government just for the hell of it right, okay right. All right. something like governments it'd be a up simple it'd be a simpler way than putting a, a, an implant in you they can track you when your phone on your you know what I mean yeah it, but for but all that, they need to track you they can track you but putting an implant in you is an assurity that you're going to be tracked well, the gotta, other things are like well you know they 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 may not want Easy Pass they may not want they want uh, yeah I was going to say yeah they can turn off you, the GPS it's going through Easy Pass <laughs> yeah the little thing will blank in you so, <laughs> so listen Jesse. The people I run into that they say, "Oh, I'm not going to get tracked. I don't, I don't have a smartphone." Do you have Easy Pass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Listen, I went through Easy Pass for like three years on a mass plate, no thing. They never caught me. <laughs> you did? Yeah, yeah. I called them. They said, "We don't have any record of your phone, of your license plate." I go, "That's okay." Click. So anyway, wow. so Jesse, you were in Iraq, right, for a while, Jesse? We could have used that money too. Yeah, I did two I tours. Did. Yep. Okay. And what years were those? Uh, my first one was in 2008, 2009, and then the second one was in 2011 and 12. So you had a year off in between? 
Yep. I came back from my first one and then went to a new duty station, did a quick train up, then kind of turn and burned. I was there for about four months and then went to Iraq again. Did you, uh, at any time, did you volunteer to go over there or is that just where they sent you? The second one was a volunteer because I was told that I would get uh, do an assignment of choice yes. uh, if I went to this rapid deploying unit. And so I was like, yeah, no problem. Okay. And did I they... didn't get the unit of choice when I got back. But See? So so that's what happened. I mean, they'll promise you. And then when you're in, it's like, okay, you do what we say type thing. Yeah. What, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. yeah, they do what they can. But sometimes, you know, you your branch manager controls a lot of where you move. So every branch in the army, so I was in aviation. So the aviation branch manager was like, yeah, I'll get you whatever job you want. But the problem is, is if like army HQ does DA selection, if they DA select you for a certain job, your branch can't do that. And they DA selected me while I was in Iraq. So there's nothing I could do to get out of it. So what'd you do when you went back the second time, what did they have you do? Uh, the second one, I was a battle NCO for a pretty cool, like UAV, kind of drones. special surveillance small task unit yeah drones, drones yep yep pretty awesome okay. capabilities on them and i was just in charge of mission control and i worked with the united states government and iraqi government and helped run missions surveillance and stuff so so were you out in the middle of nowhere though right if i remember right the first one i was in the middle of nowhere second one i was in the middle of nowhere for just a little bit and then we went to basra Mm -hmm. okay. Where would you rather be in a city? Yeah, a bit more. If you're in Iraq in a war, would you rather be in a nah. city or out in the middle of nowhere? Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No. All day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, can't so imagine. I can't imagine it either. Uh, you know, I, I'm not someone who mm -hmm. would, who went in the military my hats off to anyone who did, you know, we do a lot of Absolutely. stuff kind of for the veterans on the show. And I believe that in the bottom of my heart, but I don't believe that I'm a military type person. I, I don't think I would have lasted a week in there, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I had trouble in it's high school. It's weird because they don't like you, everybody says that going into it and they've, I mean, you're talking about the military has crafted perfectly how to take someone from who they thought they were, basically break them down to start all over from scratch yes. and then create this thing. Yes. And you're completely different than the person that you were when you went in yes. before that training. So, yeah. I mean. Tell us, tell us your first day in boot camp. What was it like yeah, waking just, up? Oh, just uh, it was horrible nightmare yeah no it's like one of the most memorable things in my yeah. life yeah. <laughs> same for me it, the, the first day so when i joined it was 2005 so we had just you know shock and all had just happened and we were sitting that second big wave in so things were still pretty bad in iraq and yes i went to uh, fort knox kentucky when it was still a, a place that had a basic training a bunch of like old hardened cab scouts that just got back from iraq for our drill sergeants yep so they the one thing they wanted to do is to under like to Get us to understand the severity of what we were going into oh, they took it they woke us up at like three o'clock in the morning oh. so we had gotten there late at night we had gone to bed for like two hours they woke us up took us down to the basement of this building and there's all these like desk chairs set up in this tv projector and if you can remember in, in like 2005 2004 they were those beheading videos were extremely popular oh yeah oh, yeah, God, yeah. Yes. not not like popular popular like, but they were being used a lot they're out there in iraq yeah. they're like out there it's off counter yeah yeah so they made us uh they made us sit down there and for like three hours straight watch those betting videos oh. and you couldn't like look away or do anything like that and that was and i was 18 coming from montana so i was like a, <laughs> wow. it was quite shocking wow. yeah that was wow. what happened day one that's like, bad i gotta tell you my, my, my day one uh, it wasn't quite as horrifying we didn't see any betting videos but <laughs> okay. we, we got we were right filling out paperwork till about four in the morning mm -hmm. and we went to bed for about an hour that's torture and I'm actually i'm having a dream 
where I've, I've been listed in the military, in the, in the Navy, but it's a dream and I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to be in the Navy. But when I woke up, the company commander was bashing a, a baseball bat on a trash can to get us all up. You're in and the Navy. It was hilarious trying to wake all these kids yeah. up. It sounds funny. Yeah. So listen, let me, I, but I got to say that I got to say to club because club, you were also in the military, right? Clubby. Yeah. And I went through basic uh, in Fort Dix, New Jersey. I was okay. army. So yeah. Okay. In advanced infantry. So yeah, yeah. it was, um, it was a unique experience. I, I'm glad I did it. You know, back in those days, it, it definitely, uh, I grew up fast. Yes. You know, and you learned how to take care of yourself overnight. There was no one there. Yep. And I, I, till today, I still wish that they had some kind of service that was mandatory, even if it was like for a year or something, because it, it really, the, the kids today, you know, they're different. <laughs> and uh, we were, we, be, we got out of there, we were much Living the life of Riley. No, no, and, listen, uh, yes, right. Well, well, I, I, well, think what it would have done for Mac. Oh, oh he would have been out in no time. <laughs> he would have been in KP every day. And now you got to drive 800 miles to smack him. What do you mean? What, okay, you mean? Wait, I just want to get my thing in here. I'm the only one that doesn't, uh, didn't mention their service record. 68 oh, yes. through 73. Yes. U.S. Navy anti-submarine warfare, Little Creek, Virginia. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Time out. Okay. Boot camp at Great Lakes. Well, yeah, Woo-hoo! Yeah. Regular that listeners. Was Great Lakes, too. Regular You're listeners. Awesome place. Regular listeners will remember this is this is uh, one one's war record, okay? <laughs> uh, he he got he he goes down to Guantanamo Bay where he told me the hottest thing was getting a pair of flip-flops, correct? On the beach, yeah. right? You had to have those flip flops on because of the coral beach. He's in the because the coral the whole beach. island is coral. Beach. Coral beach, hurts the bare feet. Okay, it's in the Caribbean, and then he gets assigned to Newport, Rhode Island. And if anyone hasn't heard the show, they should know that Newport, Rhode Island is they kick out the one percenters. <laughs> you have to be one. I didn't even know there was a base in Newport, Rhode yeah, Island. Of the one percent to get anywhere in Newport, Rhode Island, and they they sent him there. No Viet Cong made yep. it. As far as Newport, Rhode Island. Congratulations and, and, to you. Never got on that the tour of all the mansions <laughs> down there either. We protected the mansions. Are the yachting race? Are the jazz the, the, the funny part about it is that it, I was assigned to a ship that was still in the med. Yes. Mediterranean. Yes. It's on its way back. That's going to take a while. So Two years. They, they didn't have anything for me to do. And then. So what happened? <laughs> he gets transferred to Charlestown, Mass., which all you have to do is run across the expressway, and that's where he grew up. I mean. <laughs> What? It's like being in the Navy and being home at the it's same time. It's like being time. a Boy Scout, like a Cub Scout. You know, oh, the, all you did, the you angels know. were following me from place to place, making sure I was safe and there were no loud noises. You did everything but sell rabbit paper. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, Raven, do you ever consider going into the the military? You, know? I could see you as I, an officer. When I was little, yeah. uh, that was all I wanted to do. Like <laughs> I, I was. I don't know if you guys have guessed it, but I'm a bit of a tomboy. Whoa, whoa! And Hang all on. I had nope, growing up was. All. Please explore. No? Yes. Tell us. Oh my gosh. All I had were GI Joes. That was it. And I had this one, and Wait he was trying to remember his name. He had a name. Like they come with the name and everything. Yeah, one, one. And I was obsessed with this GI Joe, and I was like, "This is what I'm gonna do." Really? And you know, Go ahead. I mean, Sergeant York. No, his name don't always work out. Oh, wait, his name is Cobra. Obviously, I gotta, the GI I gotta figure out his name. Okay, Cobra. Oh well, it was it was Cobra. <laughs> no, but listen, um, God, it wasn't Ken in the military. Uh, yeah, was it Ken in a helmet? He, so he was Air Force. It was an Air oh, Force oh, GI Joe, oh, oh, and oh. I just don't remember. Like they have, like you know, Sergeant. One of and, those guys. Yeah. You know, all okay. the different all right. levels. But I was obsessed with him. He had a scar on his eye. Oh, was, he was tough cool. Guy. Tough guy. So yeah. like, little kid me yes. was like, this is what I want to do. But then I changed my mind. I listen. So. That's a whole just, other story. We don't I, want to. Did they have a patch on? No, 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 no. Let me just ask the question that's on everyone's mind. And I'll be as delicate as I can. Jesse, block your ears if you want. <laughs> he didn't have any junk, though, right? The doll didn't have any junk. 
It was okay. not, it was not anatomically correct. No. It was right. no junk down there. No, no junk. Accessory. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like what the the had to buy it. The kids, um, yeah, that was like an add-on. An add-on. So, like, I couldn't get that. Had to pay more. Yeah, okay. In those days, it would have violated the penal code. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twice, twice in one show, the penal code. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. And did he have it? Was Bobby his girlfriend? Is, did you ever go that far? Or did the, no. no. No, my sister had Barbies, and yes. I was like that weird kid that like ripped her, ripped her head off, cut her hair, drew all over her. Wow. Like I was that kid. So yeah. Huh? I didn't have any Barbies. I wasn't allowed to have them. Okay. No. All right. I think next show, two hours of Raven. You know, Sarah, my daughter Allison had two daughters. Tell us everything. They're like yes. unicorns and She-Ra. Oh, She-Ra oh. and uh, Wonder Woman or something. Oh, yes. I remember She-Ra. She-Ra. Okay, you're talking a different language. Maybe was that the yeah. unicorn with the thing with the with the yep. with the wings? Yeah, there's yeah. like you know sort of a yin and yang kind of a okay toy interest between the two of them. There's a thing where uh, is that the is that the one with the uh, with the pony the the princess who who rides the pony with the wings? Uh, a little uh, whatever. But I, I say it only because there's a group you mean of Shira. Uh, there's a group of people who are into the fetish and they and they. They gathered at New York oh, City. Oh, you're talking about bronies. Oh, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And the cops had to go in and break them up. Did you ever hear that? No. Yeah, it's really weird. They're just like ponies. Oh, and man. Anyway. Oh, yeah, My Little Ponies. Is pretty my Little Ponies. Kind of a my barometer of where society is gone. See, there you go. Jesse, you got yourself into this. Listen, every time we see him, he looks he's in the sauna. Doesn't he look like he's in a sauna? <laughs> are, are you in a sauna, Are Jesse? you in a mountain I sauna? I wish I was. Yep. <laughs> I wish. Yep. So, so you went so Love from- that accent, Wall. It was beautiful. Thank you. So, so, so you're in you're Iraq. In Yellowstone. Okay. Are you near Yellowstone? Yeah, just a couple hours away. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm in Missoula, so I'm in like middle northwestern edge of Montana. Wow. Okay. So a couple hours from Idaho, a couple hours from Yellowstone. Did you ever get to see them filming the uh, series out there at all? The Yellowstone. The so they did do part of that series. I think they did a couple days in Missoula, and I have a bunch of friends in the art industry out here, and they do work for that Yellowstone program. Mm-hmm. Okay, in, 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 so, in, so what are you okay. saying? It's all blue screen. No, it's not blue screen. It's the no, it's, it's all live. It's really yeah, it's it's all Yellowstone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin's Costner, yeah, he's kind of his niche man doing these shows. He was on a he was on a miniseries a few years ago called Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, you know, right. and it was really good. I mean, it's it's as crazy as it sounds. He, he actually is doing something that's not lame. Yeah, right. It's not lame. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 he had a lot of lame roles, but um, so Jesse, I liked him when he was when he was robbing the Las Las Vegas casino. Dressed up as Elvis. What was that one? Oh, a uh, hundred Elvises or something like that. Hundred Elvis. It, it wasn't like it wasn't an Ocean's movie. It was like yeah. about him wanting to do this, hmm. and they're all dressed up as Elvis. So Jesse, when you went, so you you go from a small town. How many people in the town? Did you grow up in the town? No, where I, I grew up a couple hours north from where okay. I am right now. The okay. town I grew up in has a couple thousand people. Okay, right. Okay, so so you go from a from a town with you know a small population, everyone kind of knows each other, et cetera, et cetera, and then you go to some place and you go to Iraq. It had to be like going to another planet or something. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, the only thing that kind of prepared me is my dad was in the Navy, also. Okay. So we moved a lot, so I'm used to going to different places. We settled in Montana when I was ten years old. That's when he retired from the Navy. Okay. And I also took a bunch of trips all over the like the world with different mission trips when I was in high school to like the middle of the Amazon rainforest in Brazil and stuff like that. Cool. So for me, wow. I was completely fine with the new location. I okay. enjoy that type of environment. Yep. Something new. Right. So you had been out of town before, right? So, so I mean, when you went back, did oh, you, yeah. when you went back, was it, was it a culture shock just to be back in like really literally a small town? Yeah, it was very different. I mean, I've been out of the army for, I got out in 2015, so seven years now, and it's still 
kind of super weird hmm. being in a place like this. Just, I think mostly because of my time in 10 years was from the time I was 18 to 28. And so that's the most impressionable on yep. my adult life. So a lot of things that happened in that 10 years just get carried on probably forever. So it'll always be a little bit funny. Do people treat you differently? People you know? If they know, if they know you're a veteran, especially around here, they do. Mm-hmm. They, they, they give you your props. I don't really talk about it that much though. <laughs> but, but they give you your props, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the way it should be. This is what really like drives me yeah, nuts, that, man. And that didn't happen in the sixties. Is the veteran administration. I mean that, no. you know, the, the whole, the veteran administration should be, and it was promised so many times to dismantle it. You have to dismantle it and start from the ground zero. It, it's, it's a disgrace to this country has the Veterans Administration that, that takes like billions and billions of dollars, and, and it's horrible. And I know because I've had you know, personal experiences with us, other countries, Canada, England, Germany, Australia, Russia, France, honor their veterans. They honor them. In, in this country, they don't honor them. It's terrible. And, and, and let me get the plug in. Uh, you know, Homes for Our Troops, you know, is a military charity. They build homes. They honor for, them. That's for sure. You know, wounded Iraqi veterans, wounded um, Afghani veterans, people have lost limbs, and they build homes so they can get around, homes that are tailored for them, and then they give them the keys. No mortgage, nothing. Okay, Homes for Our Troops, they deserve it. So anyway. Yeah, .org. Yeah, uh, it, they're really good. Uh, so listen, what, Jesse, you going to hang around with us for a while? Can you take it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, so why don't we take a, a commercial break now, right. and um, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Crazy show, especially backstage, as they say in the biz. But first, let me very quickly introduce, once again, the members of the posse slash the gang. Girls, uh, I'm sure you're halfway through. You're a big box of Kleenex. 
What did I say before? And, and all the way through your big box, box of wipes. Box of wipes. Right. Large economy size. And your fans probably run out of batteries at this point. But he's still here, the very famous one one. Hey, Mac. It's good to be here tonight. It's where I always want to be anyway. Every, yeah. every night I'd like to do this. Really? Yeah. yeah definitely. Every night. We can and do to be this. with the uh, our female fan base, which is awesome. We couldn't the, last. The guys are great. We couldn't last two weeks. They send us some funny stuff, Every stuff night. that we can't read on the air, but right. that's beside the point. You make millions of bloopers. Uh, so anyway, um, now the bad news is uh, no Coco tonight. He's out uh, there attacking us. Yes. Okay. Yep. Get over it quickly, girls. Um, but up there in the um, Bowl of Flakes, Battle Creek, Michigan, is now Switchblade Steve Ward. Switch. Mac, it is a pleasure to be here tonight. Okay. All right. Uh we just talked about this, it seems like. Maybe I dreamed it. But you had a big bowl of Frosted Flakes, right? Y- yes, I did. Okay, good. Yes, that's how I remember. And and um, at some point I had a dream that said that Juan Juan used to put Frosted Flakes on his Cheerios. I did sweeten them that. up. Is that yeah, true? I did. See, man. And, and, and oh. I, we had that same dream because Raven and I in that dream started yes. talking about how awful that was yeah. and how you should probably be really? arrested or incarcerated. <laughs> in the I, you know, I remember that and I – Distinctly remember, I was going to call the police. Oh, and you know what, Raven? There's in no the dream. statute of limitations on that either. Exactly. Right. Yep. Wow. Well, this, we, this is the plain Cheerios, not the honey nut or those other things. Okay. So that does, no, that that's doesn't matter. Cheerios. Don't even bring those up. Frosted flakes on top, sprinkle it up like a, like salt really? or something. That's yeah. a hate crime. Nope. Boy, your, dentist, <laughs> like really hate crime. your dentist must have loved you there, too. Well, look, uh, talking about security, our security chief, Willie Club, is here from beautiful Methuen, Mass. Willie, how you doing? Hi, Mac. Okay. Hi, folks. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Another good show. You know, I, I have to say something, though. I, I listen to this every week, these dull breakfast things you talk about. Yes. And I, I have to interject. You know, like this morning, I had something a little more exciting. I had a couple of slices of uh, leftover pepperoni and cheese yes. pizza. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now, this stuff with the... Uh, yeah. How do you get up in the morning and eat that other dull Wait, stuff? We, yeah. I have my pepperoni pizza, and I, I'm flying. Look at him. He's flying. He's flying. You don't understand. I, I've got an obligation on Tuesdays to have a breakfast that doesn't... Uh, what? That Rock doesn't the boat? Upset Mac, like, like a food bar or, or yogurt. You don't think having like a slice of pizza... You think having a slice of pizza every once in a while? That's okay. For breakfast. Yeah, Good man. for you, Club. How many times? I'd love, love it. crust. It's a thin, we we have a thin yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah like we don't the, eat that uh, thick crust. Yeah, and there's no mm, thick crust where we live. Yeah, that's, talk about a hate no, crime. We, we have the real thing. We have what they call New York style pizza. Yeah. 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 We don't right. have that phony Midwest stuff, you know, the Crap. Chicago pizza. <laughs> that's it. That's a, that Chicago pizza rocks. No, I never do that. No, that's how you get away with it. Chicago pizza rocks. No, it doesn't. You have it, like, that's how they sell you tons of dough. That's all they're doing. It's selling you tons of, Chicago pan pizza. Listen. Let me introduce our special guest. Jesse Kwanzi is uh, up there in uh, the great Northwest. Are you in the Northwest? Are you officially in the Northwest, Jesse? Oh, yeah, Northwest, right yeah. in the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. What did you forget again, Mac, where yes. he is? Yeah, where, where, where <laughs> we go, Montana or Colorado? What is it, Wyoming? West Montana. of the Mississippi. Montana, that's it. Okay. Montana. <laughs> Montana, okay. Well, yep. the thing is, is that the, the states out there, when you really look at a map, not that they do often, it's but the they're dental, huge. It's the dental floss state. Yeah, the, the, what is it really? Yeah, the yeah. plus. <laughs> I mean, New England. We think of New England as being a lot because there's like six states or how many there is. Montana, like you put like four New Englands. In, you know? <laughs> Montana's huge. Yeah, oh. it's a different way of life. I can I can understand that. You got to be a cowboy to live in Montana. I, I like the wide open spaces. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, so in some areas, you definitely have to be a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll say. So listen, what's the name of your podcast? Mud Pie is the name of your podcast. But how do people uh, follow you on stuff? I love it's, the name. it's like very fringe stories about UFOs and the paranormal and stuff. Yeah, they can find me on on uh, YouTube under Mud Pie Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty cool. much anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. Yeah, I cool. think YouTube's the best one though because we have the video and we try to put images on there and the right. conversation's a little bit better when people talking. Yeah, right. Well, you that's d- a good idea. You definitely get people who are a little more to the left of the fringe than we get, you know. And I really like seeing people like that, you know, just to. But when you're more to the left, it's like, what are you crazy? Oh, to the right, yeah, yeah, crazy. That's another yeah. word of saying crazy, Next I guess. Job. I don't know. No, but. You know, you you hear people. Sometimes the stories kind of sound the same, but when you actually see the people, like he says on YouTube, you say, "There's no way this guy's making it up." You know, sometimes you can tell when people are pulling your you, leg. You know what? I want to see more pictures. Sometimes it's like, uh, why would anyone? Where's everybody's camera? Where's everybody's? That's iPhone? the big thing. Yep, that's the that's the big thing. Is like, why isn't there the definitive Man. video? And and I'll tell you, someone once someone's actually gave me an explanation for that. They said, "Look, if." UFOs are time machines, let's just say. So okay? you can't photograph them. Right. They know that they're not going to get caught until, you know, January uh, 8th, 2038. So, you know, they know the history. Yeah. So yeah. they know they can do anything right. up until that point. Right. You know, so and no cameras, one knows. Cameras don't bother them. They know or how to dodge it. They know they're not going to get caught. Right. <laughs> Who knows, you know? I mean, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. This works for me. Jesse, does that work for you? What do you think? That they're just time travelers? That's why I can't take Simply. pictures of them. You know, I'm not really sure yet. I I'm, I tend to lean towards maybe they are just so technologically advanced that our cameras can't even get a clear picture. I mean, right. when Favor was talking about his interaction with the Tic Tac UFO, he said they were actively jamming. So I can't imagine that they wouldn't have something just constantly going that right. could influence whether or not you take clear pictures. Something right. to block flash photography. Well, here's the thing, too. Gee, yeah. That's- yeah. What's way beyond us? We don't know this. Well, here's the, here's up the, in Mars, we don't have that. <laughs> up in Mars. But here's the weird thing about it, and we like to be a timeless show, but anyway, let's say recently in the headlines, there was this um, person who was in the intelligence agency said, we have video of UFOs, quote-unquote UFOs, yep. breaking the sound barrier with no sound, without any noise. Okay, So right. um, I wish Coco was here for this because he would tell you that you know, that's beyond the um, aeronautical, you know, physical realm yeah, or something, yeah, right? right? That's that's it, like impossible it's, it's to beyond do. The, uh, the our level of science right. as we know it. But they have video of them of someone doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's supposedly in the months to come. Supposedly they're going to release all this stuff, which I don't believe they are. But when you think of it like that, in a way, as you say, they're just from. It could be very simple. Just there's like I hate to use this word probes, but you know, it's it's like. Sending stuff to a planet, see what's going on. Yeah. Simple as that. Wow. So anyway, there you go. So so um, I'm going to throw it to Raven. I'm going to ask her something. Let's see. So you're a tomboy, huh? I never I never saw a tomboy vibe from you. Do, were you abducted oh, yeah. as a kid and they turned you into a tomboy? Maybe. I I'm a, I was a dumpster baby, <laughs> and I was unlucky enough for my my parents to pick me up out of the dumpster. I know your parents. And they parents. were like, oh, my God. We're going to raise her as our own. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. No, I was just always making like, like I was making mud pies yes. as a kid okay. and playing in the dirt, running around, riding bikes mm-hmm. with my G.I. Joe's and trying to blow <laughs> up. I did all that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, didn't we all? But listen, did you ever think of going in the military? Do you think the military was the life for you? 
At a point, I did. Mm. I was about, God, I, I wanted to go into the Air Force up until I was about 16, I would really? say. Yeah. And then I kind of switched gears. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's a whole other that's a whole other story. Share with us. Share it with <laughs> that's us. That's probably where it all went wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> all went right. You never know. You want me to get on my soapbox? No, you better. Why don't you talk about the? Uh, yes, I do. But let's talk about that incident that you were talking about—the thing that we no one can pronounce. <laughs> yes, let's Please. do that. Now we've that talked is... about this before, like these these kind of weird circumstances that happen around the country, around the world, where people like. Some of them just disappeared. They're never seen again. But some of them are found, like, you know, just ripped apart and, you know, really have met a really ugly end, right? And that's – is that kind of where we're going with this story? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, go so ahead. So it's the Kamar Daban – I know I'm not pronouncing that right, but okay. it's the Kamar Daban incident. This was in August of 1993, um, southern Siberia, Russia. This was at an elevation of 7,861 feet. Um, and that kind of comes into play later. So just keep that, keep that right back here, right? Um, and the destination that these hikers were going to were the Kamar Daban Ridge. Uh-huh. And this is one of the oldest mountains on the planet. Where is um, it? It's also considered safe. Is it in um, Siberia so it, or something? Like, where is it again? Uh, Southern Siberia. Southern Siberia, where the, the temperatures in are Russia. warm. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's a resort, mm-hmm. right? It's a resort. And it's August, so it's you would think it would be warmer. It's up to 30. Um, but yeah, so it it's supposed to be like a very normal place to hike. It's safe. It's it's a, it's a great tourist attraction. Um, so a group of seven um, tourists um, consisted of Ludmila Korovina. She was the lead hiker, an experienced hiker. She knew what she was doing. Um, and the people she was leading were actually her students. Um, we have Tatiana, we have uh, Sasha. Um, his real name was Alexander, but he went by Sasha. Um, Dennis, I think. Uh, Victoria, uh, they called her Vika. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Timur, and we have Valentina, who also went by Valia. Uh, Valia was the only survivor. Okay, can I just say this? It sounds like um, the uh, roster at the uh, Tens nightclub, doesn't it? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you may know more about that's than local. Me. Okay, that's inside. Go ahead, please. Sorry, Raven. Um, so they set out, um, and like I said, this was August of '93. Um, and two other hiking groups had all also um, set out within the vicinity, not on the same route, but they were all together-ish. And um, the one of the other hiking groups was led by Ludmila's uh, 16-year-old daughter. Her name was Natalia, I believe. And um, they were actually all going to meet up at at the end of this. So this was like a totally normal, nothing, nothing was supposed to be difficult, nothing. Um, good weather was predicted. Um, however, uh, that was not what they experienced um, while they were on the hike. Uh, they got freezing rain, snow, um, high winds, which is uncomfortable, but it wouldn't necessarily kill you on the spot, right? Good um, to know, yes. So we are... They went about 70 kilometers in roughly five, five and a half days. And then they took a rest uh, between the peaks of Golitz, mm-hmm. Yagelny, okay. and the Tritrans. Okay. That's so they were like in the middle of it, but yep. they were actually exposed for whatever reason. Um, Lunela didn't make them go under like the trees where mm-hmm. there was shelter. Um, and on the morning of August 5th, they were going to continue down the slopes, finish out this expedition. No big deal. They started to take off, and then Sasha uh, began to convulse 
Mm -hmm. Um, He was screaming. He was bleeding from his ears, Mm -hmm. uh, nose, and he had foam coming out of his mouth. And it was just like out of nowhere. Nobody saw anything coming, nothing. So because Ludmila, these were all her students. Mm -hmm. They, she said she wanted to stay with him. Um, and she said, everyone else just go, I'm going to take care of him. Like whatever he, I mean, he was dead. There was, there was nothing that she could do. So I don't know why she stayed with him other than, I mean, maybe it was just a, an internal type of a thing. Like maybe she just felt like she needed to stay with him. Um, but he, he, he was deceased at this point and everyone else went down the hill trying to like get out of there. So they didn't make it far though. Mm -hmm. Um, they heard Ludmila screaming and they immediately went back and they found her having the same exact symptoms, the convulsing, mm-hmm. the bleeding from the ears, the nose, the foaming, frothing coming out of the mouth. Wow. And within minutes, she was dead. Wow. Okay. So this was essentially just a snowball effect of the, the remaining. So there were seven of them. So the remaining five hikers just, kind of, well, I should, I'm sorry, the remaining four hikers um, started experiencing these symptoms. And it got to... <sighs> kind of escalated where some of them were um, paranoid and they were hiding behind rocks and trying to run away. I some would of be. them were literally to the point where they were smashing their heads against rocks and trees really? until they until they died. It, it, it's wild. They, they were driven um, mad then. They were driven crazy. There was reports. What? They were driven crazy. They were driven mad. I would have left by now. Uh-huh. Some of them, um, because there was a survivor, right, and okay. she reported that some of them were trying to like claw at their at their throats as if they were being choked and yeah, yeah. And, and so, so, so what happened? No explanation for no, it. Essentially, really? I mean this 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 isn't like so, atmospheric sickness or anything. Is this like a sickness you get if you go up too high without oxygen or something like that? They went up that high. Yeah. It and a- that's the thing. I, I mean, there's theories. Yep. But because there was a survivor that that was with them, yep. the theories kind of what the, what lose have to hold say? because they just don't really make a lot of sense. What's the survivor? Um, have to say? So, uh, so her name Valentina Valia Ludochenko. Okay. Um, and at the time she was seventeen. Yes, um, she, and was she waited twenty five years before she would speak up. Okay, correct. She never told anyone anything for twenty five years. She was probably dancing yeah. in those twenty five years. She, you know. <laughs> Sorry. They said that she that. she did um like make a statement initially, and then that was it because it was like kind of like she was so traumatized like she just couldn't uh-huh. speak to anyone. But she was the lone survivor, and she was the person that gave the firsthand accounts of seeing people, you know, like clawing at their throats, mm. coughing up whatever this foam was, and mm. um so. So we talk about we talk about the uh, the that other place in happened earlier, you know, like in the fifties. So those people who are hiking and remember they found torn apart the yeah. Ditlov Pass or something like that. It's like it's almost you know, a, yeah, Ditlov Pass, very right. similar, right? Very similar. Almost, you know, yeah. I can interject one of those theories. You know, Please, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a bunch of theories on this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, one of the big things is that they they were eating or they had roots. They were eating. They think when they were there. And it's believed that they could possibly have been toxic. Okay. And that's what got to them. But the theory that I believe is, one, it's in southern Siberia. That is an area that the Russian government, uh, you know, they had no use for. They, they used that as a dumping ground. I mean, go, going back 200 years, they sent political prisoners there. 
Right. And the right. theory is that they dump a lot of poison gases and Stuff. things of that sort that get into the ground. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, it, it seems like based on that theory that because the, the bodies themselves, they said were eaten by animals. Oh. I mean, so that's yes. not as if there was something, you know, they, they looked like they were eaten by animals yeah, based right. on what they saw. They did autopsies, you know, yep. and they couldn't find anything uh, unusual other than that. But, you know, I think the whole, my, in my own personal opinion after reading that thing is that, you know, the, the, where the Russian government used that area as a yeah, yeah. toxic waste site for years, whether they got from the poison gas that they used to dump there. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, they they were rescued by, uh, or she was rescued by hunters from Ukraine. And if you can recall, six years prior to that, we had Chernobyl. Yes. And, you know, those uh, radiation yep. uh, areas, you know, spread all across the world. And yep. clearly uh, up there in the mountains, I'm sure that there is an impact. And, and if you know about Chernobyl, you know, all these years later, there are still uh, very dangerous areas. So... That was only six years after Chernobyl. So yep. possible that maybe it was some radiation, but usually radiation doesn't get you that quick. Right. 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 Yes. That's why it seems like they're, they're saying that it's it could be, you know, a gas that was dumped by the Russian army or whatever. Something. And that the reason she didn't speak up for 25 years is that she was afraid to say anything. But then all of a sudden she got out of the blue. She Good steps reason. out 25 years later because probably because they're all gone. Soviet unions, you know, is, mm -hmm. is gone. So it might have been that she finally got the courage mm -hmm. you know, right. to, to speak up. But and, uh, but I, I really think that reading in that thing, that it, just like that other issue you talked about years ago with the hikers, mm -hmm. same yeah. thing. There's yeah, so much crap best. out there. And that, that whole what are you hiking uh, for? Siberia is all toxic. Yeah. It's, you know? What are you hiking in Siberia for? And Why like, aren't you just home watching TV or something? I mean, you know, really, what, you have to go hiking in Siberia? Aren't you just asking for trouble? I mean, I'm I'm a big hiker, so <laughs> if I got the chance to go hiking in Siberia, wow. oh my gosh. We're learning I mean, a lot I'm about... I'm the type of person that would have 100% joined a cult in the 60s, so <laughs> really? I guess you wow. can't... Wow, we are learning a lot shots. about her tonight. There you go. This just did. <laughs> yeah, I'll give yeah. <laughs> One marriage proposal and see what happens. Okay, all right. We exactly. understand now. We can, we're but, beginning to um, understand. Oh, uh, with like bringing up like the deal of pass um, with the autopsies, they did find they they uh, stated that hypothermia was like did play a role in their deaths. Mm -hmm. uh, they also said that protein deficiency did, but they ate really well during this whole trip. Um, but there was also bruising found on their ribs. Right, I'm yeah. sorry, not their ribs, their lungs, um, which I thought was just a, an odd thing to find on an autopsy for people that just seemingly dropped dead right, in, yes. in the middle of of the woods. And yep. they were they were young. I mean, these people were all under 25. They were all healthy. They were athletic. You're going to just literally drop dead and find bruising on your lungs. It doesn't make a lot of sense well, to me. It's a, it's well, if they eat the roots that, that are in about. that ground. You know. yep. I'm sorry. And they do bring up in the theories that it could be um, a type of mushroom that they gather, uh -oh. which makes yes, a lot of okay. sense because if if you're not familiar with what is, isn't, isn't edible, yes. I mean, that, that's game over. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Um, That's my third year in college. Yes, I mean, they talk about the just to know what mushrooms mm -hmm. were supposed. To. But you know, here's the thing, especially with the, with the previous uh, the, the um, I'm going to say Ditlov Pass or whatever, however you pronounce it, they found those people. Not only were they found in a way that was not, you know, um, relatable to like an avalanche, which they finally said, you know, officially what happened to them, 
but they found a them in a way of small avalanches that, that they were okay. running away. Mm. They were running away from something and something caught up with them. And, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. that's, that's kind of creepy. So don't go hiking in Russia. What's the point? Come up hiking in New Hampshire. Come that's up to New Hampshire, right. Yep. It's the way to go. I don't know. Some part to New Hampshire? I'd rather be in Siberia. No. <laughs> I'm only kidding. We love New How Hampshire. How dare you? Um, why don't we take a break now? How about that? All right. Okay. And uh, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Step riders threaten from the east. And Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show. Uh, somehow we put together for you tonight, but for us, very quickly, girls, very famous Juan Juan is here. The show just sort of comes together like really. Kind of, like, I'm getting the vibe you're like a little jello. Sta- you know, you're a, a little mm-hmm. like jello. Are you a little standoffish tonight? What's the matter with you? Are you think so? Yeah, I don't know. Quiet, yeah, quiet, mellow. What's the matter with you? You're Nothing. the quiet one, you're the George Harrison of the group. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, yeah, look what he become. Yeah. So anyway, let's go on. Let's. Uh, John Lennon isn't here tonight, girls. He's on a secret mission. I mean, Coco, sorry. P- playing, playing drums is switchy, right? Now it all falls together up there. I'd let you go on one of these secret missions, with them, wouldn't you? With Coco? Yeah. Yeah? I don't know. Best, well, if you don't come best back. dangerous. Then it's just me. <laughs> I'd be Larry. Oh, no, don't come easy. Yeah. I'd be Larry without exactly. uh, Moe and Curly. Anyway. So, um... Uh, our national correspondent, Switch Basie Ward, up there in Battle Creek, Michigan. Switchy, how you doing? Everything okay? Uh, beyond wonderful. Okay. All right. The hair looks good, kind of. All right. Okay. I like it. Th- th- my problem is this, okay? I, I don't want to go what on and on. What is your problem? Well, we Let's have see. a cease and desist law. Right. Now we can't talk exactly. about his hair. Right. It, it, it never grows. He, he's well quaffed. I, I try, it, it really does grow, Mac. It, it no, really it does. does. How, how, can a, how can a rug grow? That's what yeah. I mean. It's if impossible. Had, if we had that stop motion photography, you would see it growing. You know, just right. like, like imagine this is a Disney production from the 60s. Okay. And what they did with the flowers and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it would be, you'd actually see it grow. Huh, wow. Well, this is a little step into Switchy's world. Okay. Well, all that right. stop motion must have been a real pain in the ass. Huh? Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? That, Ray oh. Harryhausen? Oh. We. Studied him in school, film school. That's I went a different to, kind of stop motion. I went to film school, Wawa. Did you know that? You know, I would go to film school for that because it was a lot of fun. As it turns that, out, that aspect of it would be real fascinating. To we had a lot of fun. It. We sat around, and watched movies for and, three years, and did, and did stop motion figurines and, and things, popcorn, and everything, yeah. own little thing. A lot of fun. Uh, let me uh, introduce our security chief. Was that Emerson? Emerson, yes, yeah. Emerson College. Yeah, yeah. I hey. drove by it a lot. 
I actually wanted to go to MSM. They uh, run Hollywood now, people tell me. Yeah. Someone has to. Uh, our security chief in Methuen, beautiful Methuen, Massachusetts, Willie Club. Club Hello, Mac. Know? Hello, folks. Another uh, excellent night just flying been, by. It's been fun. Is the pool open yet at your compound? Uh, uh, next month. We next think. month. Okay, we are still in winter. Complicated. In- interesting. Okay. And then at one point you told us you had a float that carried not only just a couple cans of beer, but like a whole six-pack or a case or something. Did I dream Oh, that? yeah. I had that in Florida for a couple of years. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah. Whole six, a six-pack out there on the float? Yeah, I never had to get out of the pool. I could sit back there for, for nothing. Hours. See right. what he's saying? Read between the lines there, folks. What a life. Yeah. Okay. Are you up here now or what? Of course. What compound do you Yeah, this, this year is unique, so I, I'm up here this year. Right. Okay. Okay. So you, right. you were never in Florida? Well, not oh. that we know of. Okay. Yeah, let's, nothing. <laughs> let's stick to that story. All right. Anyway, let's, uh, let's introduce the, uh, the beauty of the, uh, of the show. Sorry. We already talked. Uh, Raven, how are you doing tonight? Raven, you still with us? Winona Raven. Winona Raven. I'm here. Yes. And I just realized what we were talking about off air. Stir of echoes with Kevin Bacon. Stir of Not echoes. whatever I said before because right. I, I know I messed it up. Right, yeah. Stir how about echoes. the opening scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? He's in that? Yeah, yeah. man. He's, he's, running for the, he's running for the taxi with uh, yep. against yep. Uh, Steve Martin. Okay. He takes the taxi from yeah, him. He takes it. <laughs> it's good. But anyways, yes. Thank okay. you for having me. I okay. love always look forward to my Tuesday nights. Really? Yeah. Okay. I do yeah, too. Man. Juan Juan <laughs> lives for this. I do. Okay. I stay up all night Monday waiting for this. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. I can't sleep. That's why I'm, you're, I'm just up all night. That's why you fall asleep at the microphone? Because exactly. you didn't sleep the night before you're so nervous. And uh, you know, her, her countenance, her beauty, <laughs> okay. her poise, her <laughs> Okay, hang her, on. Her intelligence. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Her eighteen-year-old uh, voice. We have eighteen-year-old voice. Wow. We have a special guest with us, Jesse Kwanzi, up there in the uh, great, great state of uh, Montana. Montana, <laughs> as it turns out. I was waiting for you to say Minnesota. Hey, Mac, where where is he? Where is he located? Montana. <laughs> Remember right. the dental floss. Yes. The dental floss state, as it turns out. Jesse, how you doing? Good, thank you, thank you. Jesse is an Iraqi war veteran, but he also runs a podcast called Mud Pie, where he does some very fringe stuff having to do with the paranormal, UFO, so on and so forth. Thanks for joining us. You know, I don't want to gloss over his Iraqi war stuff, but we were talking off air, I think, or I hope some of it was on there. It's amazing. I can't imagine hanging out there. If there weren't any shots fired or shells going over my head, that's Mm -hmm. that like is a place there I wouldn't even think about going. And what's the point? You know what I mean? It's it's I, I hate to say this and, oh, and, and Jesse, you can you know that I say I'm wrong. But it's like there's certain parts of the globe that the people who live there are, are happy with a certain style of civilization, you shouldn't bother them. You know what I mean? I mean Afghanistan and in and, and there uh, you know the it, it, the twain doesn't meet, you right. know, and right. somehow you just gotta figure out and if there, was, if there wasn't oil there, I'm sorry. Right. We wouldn't know where the freight Kuwait was. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, if they grew bananas there, who cares? But that's just but the— But it's sad because that's where civilization started. Sta- yeah, right. That's, that's the point. weird thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the weird point about it. It could end there, too. So who knows? But but let me just ask you this, Jesse, now that you're an Iraqi war veteran. I've always wanted to ask. So, you know, if you're, if you're part of one of these groups, right, one of these, you know, anti-U.S. groups, and you ambush— 
you know, some U.S. service members, right? Don't they know at some point like an A-10 is going to show up and just it's going to be all over? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's usually how it ends, right? Or- I mean, possibly. But when you put at it, like, if you think about it, if the shoe is on the other foot, like what if someone came into our home and mm-hmm. conducted operations constantly? I could imagine that regardless of what was going to be at my front door, yep. I would still do everything I could to secure my own home. Yeah. So Defense. as the invader, we sometimes forget that people are still protecting their life from us right regardless right. of what the outcome for them might be that's the most important thing yeah see that's a sad thing is a lot of people just over the past 20 years when they see that american flag coming it isn't like we think it should be you know what i mean yeah. it's like oh no what's going to happen here right. you know and they who don't call them up they don't know yeah who, but, yeah, yeah. Right. who called them right exactly but you know i mean that's just so when you were over there did you ever see anything like very very odd very odd very things you still think about they don't yeah. have to be paranormal just like People acting odd or something like this show. <laughs> nothing, nothing too terribly odd. I mean, I spent a lot of time working by myself. I worked a lot of night shift stuff, a mm-hmm. lot of like in my own out on the airfield type thing. Um, I mean, cultures were different. That was it. I mean, just getting used to being in a combat zone in mm-hmm. the desert. That was the weird part about the whole thing. But once you kind of get your head wrapped around that, it's. I don't think it's anything too strange from what I expected going over there probably. But do you, do, do, are you all in no. constant fear of like getting mortared or something? Or rockets dropped on you? When you're over there, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't take yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty much happens multiple days a week. Like we would have every Thursday, no matter what, we we would get rocketed for sure. Wow. And then One every time. couple of days after that. Really? Yeah. I mean, just so they, are they just letting you know they're there, that type of thing? And trying to do as much damage as possible. I mean, anything that you can possibly do to slow down a mission, especially when we were in Diwania, our smaller base, that was only like a half mile long. Mm-hmm. We would get rocketed five days a week. Easy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know how. I, 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 it's I mean, just not me. You how weird I mean? is that? I barely made it in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> I could not be. It's uh, weird the first time. <laughs> it, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but do you man. get used to it? How do you get used to someone trying to, you know, kill you with a rocket? I mean, you don't really have a choice, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I can't go anywhere. So at a certain point, you just recognize that, especially with rocket fire and mortar fire, that you either are in the right place or you are in the wrong place. Oh. And there's not really a lot you can do. So once you kind of wrap your head around that, that it's yep. 100% out of your control when it comes to a non-tactical situation where you're just having incoming fire, incoming rounds. Sure. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I, you're I, really stressed about it. You got something to do. So. I, 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 yeah. You I don't, can't, uh, you can't prepare for it. You can prepare for the theater that you're going to be in, the mission you're going to be in, but you yeah. can't prepare for the actual <laughs> object. That okay, let me ask direction. you something there, War Hero. Did yes. you prepare to go to Newport, Rhode Island? I was you, totally taken by surprise. I was totally happy training but, reserves in Guantanamo. <laughs> really? Okay. And, and, and working, watch, and working watching, on your tan, right? Now, working on my tan and watching some Russian submarines every so often. Every so when you had when you're in the mood. But listen, yeah. let me ask you something. When you were in Newport, didn't you also your job there was like splicing film? That's right. I worked in the uh, motion picture projector uh, lending library, if you will. The, the, where they lent you okay, a Tyler projector or they, and they lent you movies. The, uh, yeah, okay. To the fleet. And then you used to drive and home. The movies are very important to the fleet didn't, for Didn't you drive home? I, I was close enough to drive home almost every day. Wow. I, I, lived, I thank you for I your service. I really 90, don't. 90 miles away from my home base in Massachusetts. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I know Newport. <laughs> but that wasn't enough. They, I had so little to do in Newport and stayed on the ship only when I had duty. Okay. That they said, Juan, how would you like this? How about some 
how about some work at the uh, at the shipyard in Charlestown? Right. Right so, across the street from where you yeah. kind of grew up. Exactly. You, know, you just run across the expressway, you'll be home. A lot of boats coming in well, for overhaul. One's going to get gutted. Wow. How much let you work on the one that's getting gutted? And, and after installing things, no, you just got to gut things. <laughs> Show up at 9, leave at about 3 4 o'clock. Yikes. Hop in the expressway. And they call it temporary additional duty, TAD. Okay. You get paid extra for that. Really? You get paid. <laughs> get paid. I get paid extra. Wow, huh? Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Every two weeks for working at the. And overhaul. And I know no Viet Cong made it to Charlestown no, because they were, if they did. They all talk my language. <laughs> Can you believe it? They'd say, this is a mistake. <laughs> it is so weird, Jesse, how Can't you tell? that experience. I, I wasn't really nervous about joining the Navy. I mean, it was, it was 1968. Weird right. things were going on in 1968. Yes. Just a Democratic convention, it's blah, blah, an, blah. Ancient history to Raven. Go ahead. In me. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, weird time to be in the service. So I was kind of a little nervous about it. Go but, ahead. You know. They, I spent half of it in school, it seemed like, <laughs> at ET school, electronic oh, school. i got to find some music to put behind <laughs> this. This is too much. So, <laughs> so. I should I should have re-enlisted just as a ingratitude. Mm -hmm. I should have done like another four years. Okay. I don't want to bring this up. but it I was in the reserves for a while, but you know, I didn't really do it. We anything. have to get the switchy. Didn't you have like a, a, a wound that caused you to faint when you worked in a pillow <laughs> factory? I get time for that? Yeah, well, just right, can okay, you say okay. it in 30 seconds? You lost blood from an accident that happened in a I, pillow factory. At a part-time job at my father's uh, pillow factory in Somerville. Go ahead. Pillows for Jordan Marsh and all Somerville the Somerville Club. Yes, yeah. go ahead. So I'm cutting uh, pillow ticking. All go right? ahead. comes in 42-inch sheets. 20 seconds. Cutting it in 21 inches. Right. Like electric cutter. And I'm trying to keep the material from fluttering up and down with the blade. Because the blade was dull, I should have 15 seconds. Go ahead. And I cut my finger. Yes. Blood everywhere. Mm, suck yeah. it on. Yes, I went He's, down to the office and it's called, you know, somebody drive me to, yes, to the hospital, and I fainted in front of my girlfriend. There you go, who was working in the office. <laughs> okay. <Stop it>. Yeah, cool. <laughs> did you ask her out as they're wheeling you out on yes, the stretcher? Did you yeah, afterwards? Good for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah she wasn't up. really my girlfriend at the time, but okay, <laughs> really, yeah. Um, was she your girlfriend after that? Afterwards. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Really? You came back from that? Yeah, she was a vampire. Wow. <laughs> she liked the sight of blood. Wow. Yeah, we dated for about a year, and then uh, we just weren't hitting it off. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, por nice Portuguese girl from Somerville. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, no hard feelings. Let's go to the next Portuguese picnic, and I want you to meet a friend of mine. Oh. My best friend. Oh, that's I right. I fixed them up. Yes. We've my heard best friend. Before. Yes. My best friend from high school lived next door to me. The right. whole deal. Right. And he's... He's been married ever since, right? And has like uh, at least six grandchildren, maybe more. It's hard to keep track. Holy cow! Does he every, go to sleep I, every Christmas card. I get every Christmas. I get the, the big grandfather. Do you still think about her? You introduce her. And in other words, let me review here. So the girl that you fainted in front of from the loss of blood from getting the injury in the pillow factory. You went out with her for a year. Then you introduced her to your best friend. Right. They got married. Exactly. Right, and they've been happily they've been married. married like two years longer than I have. Happily married. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. You have a dream about her? Yes. You do? Oh, wow. wow. No, you don't. Shut up. Really? No, you don't. <laughs> like what? Only because, here's what happens. Only because our five-year five reunion is coming up again. Right? Go ahead. 50, I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting this. 55 years, whatever the hell it is. Go ahead. Yes. Okay? Yes. So every time we go to the reunion, she wants to sit beside me. Your former girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. And talk about all this stuff. Some stuff I'm going... Wow, we did that too. I only dated she's, her. I, she's reminding I you. I dated her for a year, and it sounded like I dated her for ten years. Oh, go ahead. She's thinking about you. Go ahead, please. Listen. And, and then we can't. Her husband Ed says, "My buddy says, 
Don't worry, Juan. I've heard these stories a million times. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. It's yeah, we did a lot of things in a short period of time, but man, I didn't know we were that busy. Raven, please save us here. Tell us the female Weird. point of view. Okay. Go ahead. We're going to talk about, no, no, no. We're no, talking about this off air. No, 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 it on air. We can always edit it out. I got stuff place. to say. Go ahead. Yeah, really? Wow. Let's hear it. Go ahead. She's, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding like really nasty. That's okay. We can edit it out. It's fine. I mean, she's not being like truthful though. That's oh, the thing. Like oh. she's lying about it. No, no. You know? Lying what? about how, how she. She's still, she's still in love with Lying it. about her endearment towards me. Uh, uh, lie, like me, like putting things into your head that she is saying, yeah, we did this together, but like it was basically like a fantasy of what she wanted to do with you. Does oh. that make sense? Maybe. It makes maybe sense I don't think she's being 100% honest. The things we did, there were some things I had to wow. really be reminded. Oh, yeah, did I really do that? You know, yes. I, I forget. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. And I'm like, thinking, do you really remember it or did you? she put that in your head? Wow. You know what I mean? I know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things she, she reminded you? me of doing that I remember doing. Can I ask them, did you see a UFO anywhere? anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Drag it back. But we, other than maybe uh, a text message once in a while or an email, I had to live or communicate with her. But don't you think, don't you think, Raven, I, I'm sorry to drag this down, who knows, but don't you think if she sits, be, makes a point of sitting beside him every time she sees him, why would she do that? Why wouldn't she just give him a cold shoulder? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, to me... If you're going to make a point to do that, yes. you're trying to, to prove something to to to, to him. To, to yes. me, like, to one, one. like you know I, what I, mean? I thought about that. Like, look what look what I become. But right. her, her husband's always saying, one, I owe you. I'm waiting for him to pay off. Damn it. See, that's he, weird. How much? He owes how me much? big time. He would have never have met her if it wasn't like, for me. Right. I set it up. And see, that's what makes us so odd she, because she didn't work I mean, in the factory I know some straight Ed up twats, Ed but they, they try to be like, oh, look at how great he is with me. Yes. He didn't like you. Yes. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Wow. And that's where it's like a little messy because why would she continuously remind you of things? Right. Because she's looking to start up something. See, now. that's what I think. Uh, right? That's what I There's I, something I, there. No way. No way. Club knows. Now, Club my knows. wife doesn't like Been there, done that. Sorry. My wife doesn't go to the reunion. She says, that's not my crowd. Yeah, How convenient. It's my, it's my reunion. I really? Mean. She's never been to any of my every five-year reunions. Yeah. And I only missed one when I was in. I was deployed. I couldn't okay. go. All right. One of the things that the Navy screwed me out of was going to one of my reunions. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, they did that to you? Yeah. How horrible. Somehow the schedule is a conflict. Yeah. <laughs> Raven, can I just say, uh, yeah, we're going to have to take what you just said and yeah, put it in a, in a in Analyze a, it. something, right? Is it any wonder why guys are crazy? Do you know what I mean? Just Maybe. speaking for all guys everywhere, to hear that explanation of why your old girlfriend would sit beside you, from the you know from the guys' point of view. Oh, I think that you started. All my guys were crazy. Oh no, let's oh go. We got, yeah, they're all crazy. We got twelve <laughs> minutes. Women. We're we're all wild. Is that everyone's crazy? <laughs> That's a whole other episode. We're really? all nuts. Okay, okay we're all nuts. What, what I have to say is that I did look forward to that experience every five years. I did look forward to it. Really? I yes. can't. I can't ever say. Oh, so you care. you like the attention? Oh, I, oh, you oh, kidding? No. Oh. Him? Are you kidding? Him? I, I'm an attention addict. <laughs> Honestly, I used to be shy as hell. Yes, yes. I used to be sh wicked shy. In high, most of high school, I was wicked shy. Can you believe it? it wasn't until I got, no, I would never. Even when I got in a band, I was shy. Really? Yeah. yeah I did. Well, it was a Marachi band. <laughs> Were you in a rock band? I sang La Bamba one time. I was faking Spanish. It was pretty good. Had to be there to experience it. Anyway, back to Barbara, who, who was that was her American name. Her real name was Fernanda. 
I like that better. When I was dating her, I was the first guy to come into her life to date her and didn't need uh, a chaperone. (laughs) The chaperone would would typically be her sister. Slightly younger, but you know, in the in the back seat, just hanging out. That's how it's supposed to right. work. When I met her dad, he decided she didn't need a chaperone. That was the first time in her life she ever went on a date and didn't need a chaperone. Was with me. Yeah, he knew you were harmless. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but there must be something to that. Wow, interesting. Let's get it all out. He, he saw that estrogen load in my face. I guess. Yeah, too much too. Said, "Wait a minute, this guy's this guy's no problem." Wow. I'm not even sure if he's a guy. There's no problem. Really? Okay. Was your first date like on a, 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 a? They told you fortune or something, or you went to a? No, that, was my first, that was my first date with Eileen. Oh, wife. I see. Oh, yeah. Tom, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's many women in this. Eileen's wife, wife was a medium and did and did automatic writing, and we went to a a, a séance, and it was turned into an automatic writing session too. <laughs> what did the ghost say? Get rid of this oh. guy. <laughs> you know what? I I wish I had recorded the content. I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you got married anyway, and you're happily married for many years. Yeah. Right? I mean, Eileen draws your angel. Yes. I got to tell you about that uh, exercise. Yeah. Today. Okay, yep. She doesn't want to go on the air and talk about it. But Why? She if she can, doesn't like us. She can see your angel and draw it. And she's, all of a sudden, she's a fantastic artist, but she's really, that's not Can I ask you something? Yet, tell the but. truth now. Okay, ready? She doesn't like Coco Shit. and me. Correct? <laughs> she loves you guys. Huh? She's worried about me. No, what, hanging around with us? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That says it all. All right. <laughs> How much time do we have left? I don't know. I'm going to keep it track. Switchy, I'm sorry. And Jesse, I'm sorry. That's all right. Better, better to have a, a decent segment for Corliss. <laughs> okay, we're just trying to do the math here. So, uh, oh, we started at ten, right? So, uh, 20, uh, we got we got six minutes. Six minutes to go. Why don't we do kind of stop? The anything plugs? I've been saying is really the the God's truth. It's no, crazy. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, listen, it's not a bit. So I'm joking around. No, I understand because I've heard the story a number of times before. But I will tell you that, and this might shock our listeners. Okay, at one point I was known as Doctor Love, and right. strangers would call me up out of the blue that would just get my number and ask me. For romantic advice, can you see I me? I believe in, it. Sure. Can you see me in that role? Yeah. Really? I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think the Irish are well suited for that role. Oh, you have a problem with that? Really? Punch yeah. you right in the face. <laughs> Punch him. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Right in the kisser. Drop the drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Whereas my Italian side comes yes. out. Okay. And I'm crying, emotional. Emotional. Yep. Eating. I'm, I'm drooling in my spaghetti, and I'm like really a mess. Made with tears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. The and gravy. That's that's the part that. Right. Takes over my, my psyche. What do you think of the chances are that we're actually recording this? This is priceless. This is, this is good. No, is really, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know about a technical problem yet. We're going to have to have a technical. The, the numbers are going up. The so meeting. Yeah. We're going to have to add that meeting. Okay. It, the, yeah, okay. I, I mentioned things and, uh, you know. Like a sit down. A sit down. It doesn't blow me off or anything. Okay. All right. All right. Then anyway. The machines need an upgrade. The machines need an upgrade. That's yep. correct. So let's get to the plug. So. Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops is right. a military charity that uh, spends 88 cents on every dollar goes to our veterans. And what they do is that they design and build homes for Iraqi and also Afghan war veterans, uh, people who have lost limbs. And they build the home uh, you know, to the specifications of someone who might be in a wheelchair or whatever. Everything is wider. The steps are easier to get up and so on. And then they just give them the keys. No mortgage, nothing. They deserve it. And, you know, they've built something like 420 homes. Wow, that many? In 15 years. It's insane. Um, Homes for our troops. 88 cents of your dollar goes to the charity, and that's very, very high in the charity biz. Also, a good friend, Ross Shop, who's going to be here. Let me plug this. In a couple weeks, we're going to have 
World War II trivia contest. Oh, that's okay? going to be great. World War II trivia contest, and it's going to be moderated by a good friend, Phil O'Bangs, who is the owner of Winning Moves that makes Risk and Monopoly and so on and so forth. And he's going to donate a special edition called the European Risk Game. Okay, it's I guess it's all Europe or whatever. Limited edition, that's going to be the prize. Okay, who's going to win between, let's say, you, me, Coco, mm. X, um, you know, um, who knows? Could you imagine living in London during the Blitz? Well, it depends. Oh. No. What a pain in the no. neck that would be, right? Well, just at five oh. in the afternoon. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah, they knew when they were coming. My you know? soul would leave my body. Really? Ah. Okay. And so. then you, and then when it was over, you, you, know, you, you always walked around with your little box of of I chocolate, think, uh, gas mask, oh, gas mask, food, okay. like something yeah. that's you know, uh-huh. you know, and, and you lived your life. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you were in war. It was a war. Wasn't Keith Richards born during the Blitz? During the Blitz, a bomb just missed him. (laughs) Something like that. It's the story of his life. (laughs) Took out the cellar in a trombone player. Remember that last week? (laughs) Holy cow. There's so many trombone player jokes out there. So look at So anyway, Ross Sharp and his... um, Band of renown. English. uh, He sounds like a band leader, doesn't he? Ross Sharp. But anyway, he's rebuilding a mosquito warplane from World War II. He and his friends. The People's Mosquito Project... It's a warplane made of wood, and they put two Rolls-Royce engines on it. It was the fastest thing in the war for about two and a half years, almost as fast as a jet, so fast that one says it would outrun the bullets, and it's true. Yeah. Right? And you're going to take the first ride as a civilian That's in right. it, correct? Okay. I'm going to have them shoot at me and see if I can catch a bullet. Of course, we'd have to slow down in order to do that. During the first ride? Yeah? yeah. Oh, you're going to do but all my that? My big deal is uh, no parachute, and they're going to wear one of those Scarf. scarves. See what happens? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, huh? And, yeah. and you're going to catch Goggles. And uh, goggles. Some Oakley goggles, probably. Okay, good. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. we're going to have a net on the ground? Are you going to try to hit the net? Or? Mm, no. Yeah? You don't care. Hit a tree, maybe. Oh, hit a tree. No, this is only for going down. I mean, we're not going down. Go ahead. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, why would I Why would I br- bring a parachute? Oh, I see the- what you mean. You're, you're, you're confident that they're not going to oh, crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a wall plane that they rebuilt. These Made out of balsa wood or something. Drunk Irish Englishmen, I mean, for, you know, they're going to put it together and they're going to have you go Go crazy glue, gluing it together. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Let me apologize. No, it's really a, a, it's an up and coming uh, machine. It's it's like, I think the the motor's it, right? Hey, it's, uh, you know, if they can fly it. Wow. You know. Uh, who knows? You know, I, let's just see what happens. I it's don't got know. Rolls Royce engines in it. It's two Rolls Royce in, in the cockpit. There's probably a drawer where a champagne comes right, out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little tea. Yeah, I know. I know. Cigarette lighter. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> you know, in the Rolls Royce, if you buy a Rolls Royce, if you know in your Rolls Royce, all the wood in a Rolls Royce comes from the same tree, and they oh, put that tree away. For you. So if you ever need a replacement part, they go to that tree. What? Yeah, that's why they cost like about $19 million. No Yes, way. yes. That's crazy. That seems like such a waste of a tree. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? And if you sell that Rolls Royce, that tree gets assigned the to tree, that. You know, the, gets, the tree, you know, the tree gets residuals. That's crazy. Wow. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so that's Rolls Royce. So anyway, uh, that's, that's uh, cool. the, the People's Mosquito Project. And also, we are now on Seacoast Oldies here in the uh, kind of north of the North Shore of uh, Boston, in um, Exeter, New Hampshire, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, up in Maine, right along the coast. Uh, all you have to do is download the podcast app from Seacoast Oldies, and all of a sudden we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, right? We're so close to Maine, we can smell their clams. But we're right, so, there you go. We're so close to Boston. That we can smell the uh, Fenway Park. <laughs> Fenway Park. <laughs> the, the, the urinals. <laughs> wow. Remember that? What, do you work for the tourism board? <laughs> do, do you remember that? I remember that. Uh, yeah, sure. I try to forget it. <laughs> it turns out. Okay. 
Let me apologize to our guest, oh, okay? Man. Jesse, thank you for joining us. You okay? Jesse, thank you. Thank for, you for having me. Okay. Appreciate it. You're right. welcome. Right. The name of the beer is. So uh, nice first of the name of the podcast yeah, is Mud Pie. Oh, mudpie.com. I have subscribed. Yeah, mudpie.com. Okay, that's cool. Yes, yeah. Mudpie podcast. Yep. Good. Yeah. So, do you you think you'll let have Linda Lovelace on this guy? You know, this guy's sister. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to track him down and find him now. That's fine. Well, you, you'd have to dig her up. Oh, is she died. Is she dead? Uh, oh. Did she die? I didn't oh yeah. Really? Been gone a long time. Wow. Oh, only she, club there's a know. documentary on her that is so good. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. She was the first porn star. Not that there's any connection to the guy that Jesse interviewed. Thank you, Jesse, <laughs> for joining us. Mudpie.com. Join us again soon. Okay. Thank you. Do you ever come out to this? Ever yeah, come thanks. out to this part of the world? Ever come out to? Ever been in New England, Boston, anything? Not that far north. I do go to Baltimore every single year. That Baltimore, doesn't New count. Jersey. To that doesn't. Yeah, uh, New Jersey from the army, but that's about as far over there. It's only a few more hours north. Yeah, hit, yeah, yeah. Hit the road. That doesn't count. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got yeah. the lobster claw logos <laughs> and all the gas tanks and. I don't think anyone counts New Jersey. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> where, where dreams come true. Is it? Go past yeah. the, Richard Fader from Fort Lee, New Jersey. Go. go past the exit for Camden Yards. There you go. Yes. And you count about north. five hours, and you're good. Yeah. Up to Boston and hang with us, see what happens. Okay, you think Iraq was something. Yeah. But anyway, thank you, and thank you for your service. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for your service. Okay. Yes. And it's at mudpie.com, a really kind of cool uh, podcast, very fringy. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Club. Thank you, Club, for watching over us tonight. Okay. Well, thank you okay. for having me. Now, listen, is it just a coincidence that, that, your, the, that your shirt matches the color of your microphone? Is that something you're trying to— <laughs> oh no! I always try to get everything you know to match. Match. It's, I spend all day doing that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And those are real books behind you, or is that some kind of electronic thing projecting your? Wow! Look at this. There we go. We're a radio show, but you just pulled a book out of the yeah. bookshelf. Probably a wingman. Oh, you're book. bad. Is that a wingman book? <laughs> Whitey Bulger. Oh Whitey. wow! <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Yikes! Sorry. I think that's a. That's Jesse. not the Howie Carr book. That's the other yeah, one. Jesse, yeah, uh, Wade Bulger is a very famous <laughs> criminal and murderer here in Boston. And uh, some people say yeah. Club looks like him. Sorry, Whitey and Club. Hoofa. Okay. All right. So let's go to Raven. Raven, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you thank for, you for having doing me. what you do. Okay. Okay. And you've made it through the marriage proposals. You've made it through... Everything yeah. that comes People your way. People being torn I up mean, in Siberia. Dreams do come true. Do I can don't. have two it husbands. It happen to you when you're young at heart. I can have a house, a trailer, and say Mitt Romney is really? allegedly my husband. Come there you go. On. Yeah, come on. You know? oh, Would you like to go cross-country in a big like RV camper thing? That's a dream, man. Yeah, that's, really, that's what yeah, I want. If I, could, Me too. if I could quit my job and get an RV and just oh my go, God. I would. Really? I absolutely yeah? would. Holy smoke. Uh -oh. okay. Stevie Nicks and being in an RV oh, cross-country. Why don't you just bring out the cat? Why don't you just show the cat now? Heart just stops it's like, going on. I've been don't wanting to do that. About that. Okay. I've, all right. Uh, do you want me to leave you two alone? Oof. You want to have a cookie together? I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, all right. I'll drive all day. I don't care. It's just the whole concept That's the of problem. Is, he will drive all day. Okay. What, what, the problem I have is that movies like mock that experience, but I think that ex in, in some cases, not all cases. What experience? The long-distance romance? long-distance RV. Oh, that, thing. yeah. Yeah, there are yeah. always comedies. Yeah, they're never dramas going across the country in an RV. Maybe you have your friend Q-Tip. There was one movie, though, that was cool, but Vigo, Vigo Mortenstern. Coco's famous, was, uh, favorite actor. Is in it, and he's yes. got his band of his kids. His yep. wife had just died, and they're living, they're living in, the, in nature. And he's in an RV? The guy's in an RV if they want to go to another... Part of the country, but the guy from Lord but, of the Rings is driving out. Yeah, the guy, that kids, guy, yeah, that guy. Good, did he, good actor, I like him. Did he read the script? Oh, what was the name of the movie? I just saw it. it was no great. one knows. Great. All right, listen. Why don't we? Uh, so anyway, Switchy, thank you, Switch. 
Okay. But great to be here. Okay, and you... by the way, Mac, you know, I had a Carmen Ghia and they had a shrub set aside in case I needed some. <laughs> a shrub, did they really? Uh, okay, well, that makes sense now. Right? Did you have a Carmen Ghia, really? Yeah. Did yeah. you really? A 67 Carmen Ghia. I got it in the early 70s and uh, it was rusting away. So a buddy of mine and I uh, bondoed it and had to replace the, uh, the bumpers because it rusted out. So yes. I had stained wooden bumpers on it for a while. Yeah. I went all over hell in that thing. Okay. You know, John Keel had a Carmen Gear. Really? Better than John Keel. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, what was the car oh. that Brad Pitt was driving oh, around? Oh, who cares? You know, I don't know. That's like the. Go ahead. What? What? Carmen Gear? Yeah. Look at You know, we're going to have to do a show on this because that is the. I, I, I can't even talk about it. the worst movie. Thing. Raven Wright, Quentin Tarantino. Terrible, correct? Terrible. Awesome. Let her talk. Let her speak. I love Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh. Oh, Come on. man, that's me. Are we hitting on every but I haven't, or what? I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. Okay. I've been oh. a little bit behind well, on movies. It's on, uh, on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, Amazon like, Prime. Res- give me Reservoir Dogs all day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, this has all gone wrong. I, I don't tip waitresses. Why don't you tip waitresses? I don't tip waitresses. <laughs> yeah. What? Because I, I like them to spit in my drinks? And I'm like, don't say that. Look, all right, let's just go. Let's go. Thank you very much. Thank you. The, thank you. the Madonna thing, too, was pretty good. Yeah, it must have been. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you, Club. Okay. Classic movie. Yeah. Thank you, Switch. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Raven, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Though I want everyone to hang on. It's so nice to see everyone. Uh, so why don't we do this? Why don't we say, until the next time you hear us, this is Mike Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>